This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. I'm your crypto-nuclear family, Gregory Thomas, aka GT Rebirth. <laughs> GT Rebirth is here for our very special 4th of July weekend recording of the Major Issues podcast, which is apropos because we're going to be talking about a series that seemingly has leaped into its own independence, <laughs> breaking away from the, the tyranny that is the Arrowverse, uh, you know. No syndication without representation, you know, that they, 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 they ah. put their foot down. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they seemingly have broken apart from um, the continuity of the Arrowverse. We're here to talk about Superman and Lois season two. And there is a lot uh, to talk about when it comes to this show. It's one of my favorite shows out. And man, a second season is always hard to come back with, especially when you consider that most shows in its second season try to do a lot of experimentation, considering that the first one lays the groundwork. Um, before we get into full spoilers, what do you think of this season? Do you think it matches up with season one? Were you impressed, disappointed? Where does Superman and Lois season two sit for you? Um, well, at first, I'd like to say, uh, you know, I, I heard something recently talking about um, programs where the story keeps going, where it's that like the first your first go through is pretty much all about like establishing characters and you decide pretty quickly whether or not you're into this or not based on what's established and what's being put like and how you're reacting to what's put in front of you yeah and the second season is all about taking those things you liked and just really fucking them up right yeah because yeah. now, now now we have to establish growth in character so we have to take all the things you liked um, we have to take all the things that we established that you enjoyed and just mess with them, right? Just, just, just completely break them down, and, and you know, they 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 always say there has to be a, a a level of change, even if you don't completely change the character completely. Something yeah. about them needs to either have um, evolved or been taken away, right? And I think I do think by taking those things away and changing some of those dynamics, you do get to see the characters evolve. I think the best shows know what to mess with, and other yeah. shows may not necessarily know that's what probably, to mess with. That's probably that's probably one of the most difficult things. Like like having established all these things that people liked, and then knowing what to take away that doesn't completely undo the character for people. Right. 
You know, right. um, I, I, I had a friend who, by the four, like the fifth or sixth season of Dexter, just found the main character to be irredeemable at that point. Is <laughs> right. And it's just like everything you've taken away from him, and like we're talking about Dexter, the redeemability <laughs> of that was already pretty shaky. Yes, but you know, you, you you've taken something away from him. Uh, to the point where there's no coming back, and now you found it like it's it's really hard. You, you know, uh, what's what's the line I like from Lincoln Park? Uh, crumpled up paper can't be perfect again. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right. And you can smooth you it out, but to, it'll never go back. And you and like if you're gonna do a turn like that, it's best done at the end or best done towards the end. Like you yeah. said, sometimes shows will try to mess with its formula to see what it can get away with and sometimes do irreparable damage to characters, yeah. to motivations, to all those things. Um, and you mentioned, you know, Dexter, there's been obviously a huge influx of anti-hero television shows, right? The, mm-hmm. the Dexters, the Breaking Bads of the world, now moving forward with things like The Boys. I, I was worried <laughs> that a character like this wouldn't have space <laughs> in today's very jaded cynical view of of superheroes even though we have good superhero content out there um sure. how how important is it to nail superman in a show like this um i think it's incredibly important also just because uh i think as we've already seen there's a bunch of people who who identify with superman in such a way that like anything anything that seems to be different or the other is going to be railed up against you know yeah um the uh, despite despite some of the popularity of, of man of steel and and just the goodwill that Zack snyder has accrued from a certain uh from a certain uh geographical portion of the fan base it's still got a lot of people that rail against it because of its depiction of the big blue boy scout as it were Right. And people were very, you know, uh, kind of dug their heels in with yeah. deciding whether or not this version was their version and and vice versa. And we, we're in a world right now where, like, uh, to Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Discovery, a Superman sequel is inviolable to them. Like, now I right. hear that some of the new head honchos are like, hey, we need to do the Superman thing. But for a very long time, it was on the back burner. And... I personally found some characterizations of Zack Snyder Superman a little bit problematic. <laughs> this, uh, agreeable, agreeable. Um, and it, it's hard. It's 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 hard because it's one of those things where it's like, like I started understanding the character way more when I started reading the comics, and it was this mm-hmm. super dad. Um, you know, when they introduced John Kent in the comics, right. it was that that really helped me understand the character and watching him as a father in this show, I think also brings a bunch of understanding because even, uh, you know, almost all of his motives are expressed because he has to, he has to teach them to his children, as opposed to there being an inner monologue in the comics. Um, we know what the Superman is thinking as he imparts his information to children, but with, um, with man is, with the Man of Steel Superman, with the Snyderverse Superman, I feel like he was given the opportunity to be human in the sense that he was able to make mistakes and have doubts and stuff like that. But I argue that Superman in the world 
kind of has to be better than that. It kind of has to be yeah. kind. And it, it's weird to say because nobody's perfect. And they said multiple times here, it isn't what he can do with his powers that makes him who he is. It's his ability to inspire and bring hope. Um, and I applaud uh, CW for being able to knock this out of the park because I really, really like this interpretation of Superman. I like the family. I love Lois Lane. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> That's what it is. Like there's that scene in the sh- in, uh, towards the end where all the all the strong male characters are arguing, and she's like, "Hey, we don't got time for this. <laughs> like yeah. we need to get this done and scramble, you know, the jets and let's get this done." Um, I'm yeah. I'm I'm fully invested in 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 this family in these characters when they go through their dramas, when they go through their yelling matches, when they go through their fights. I'm I, I'm a bit apprehensive. Um, sure. When Tyler screams, I'm terrified. <laughs> that man barely raises his voice all show. So when we saw parts of his bizarro self, which we'll be talking about in a bit, and yeah. um, even when he's had to be stern, it took with the me a voice, moment to figure out what you meant when you said Tyler. I was like, "Who's that?" Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he's Superman, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh-huh. when when he gets to that level, it's believable. Um, and. I take him seriously. I they, this show does a real good job with that balancing act. Yeah. Uh attack on a few things you said. One, um it it to, to use sort of an extreme example, uh what you said about like uh the way Superman almost needs to be portrayed because of who he is. It sort of to me it reminds me of like uh saying that I I kind of always stood by when it comes to some of these debates where um to a degree if quote if God is not perfect, he kind of ceases to be divine. Yes. And be, we, we've, we've sort of put Superman sort of on that pedestal where it's like, if Superman is not the best of us, he ceases to be what we understand as Superman. Yes. And he's right. just like, like at that point, he's the fucking century. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know? Or the various, oh. right? The Homelanders, the Omni-Men, yeah. you know, the various... Um, yeah sort of uh, pastiches they've done on superman um, what's the other asshole with the the nuclear thing uh i was gonna say uh, nuclear man <laughs> well, well, uh, no, no, no 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 yes hyperion yes hyperion you know, yeah if, if he's not and 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 that's another thing too i guess like there's almost no reason to ha- I, this is this is something i've already discovered until i actually started reading comics and paying attention to it there's almost no need for these sort of uh uh quote edgy or um grittier takes on superman because we've made 1500 other ones of them right yeah because superman is superman we made 15 other hundred other characters that are like but what if superman angry right (laughs) so you don't have to slant hours because if you want the view from the other side there's so many publishers and so many streamers that are showing that view so it almost behooves warner brothers and dc to shine a brighter light on superman to do, kind of remind people why um the parody is, is so is such a scary thing because we have to show him from a place where you would never imagine he could yeah turn the turn that way um to uh to for first to answer your question because i never did get to answer it i did enjoy this superman show and i think they, they nailed it i think um they they had to try a lot of how do you say they had to try a lot of experimental things to do 
um what we what we know to be Bizarro and and a different version, a very different version of another character, which we'll get into. Right. Um. There were there was some experimentation in this season, which Definitely. even if I don't, which even if I don't particularly agree with, I respect. Um. If you're going to fail, fail boldly, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I also wanted to say I think there's there's something to be said, sort of about framing and. What we have with Superman and Lois is, as you said, like like the father Superman, which I think should be said for people who don't really know, is still a relatively very new idea. Yeah. You yep. know, um, the totality of how long Superman has been around, this version of him where he is a full-time father as well as Superman, and um, does he still work at the Bugle? I don't... Uh, I, don't I know he does it in the, the show, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's. So, he, I think uh, as of now in the comics, everyone knows that Clark well, is Superman. Also that. Yeah, yeah. There's so, that, but... so he's give he's kind of given up the Clark of it all. But you're right. Character's yeah. been around eighty years. Um, he's probably been a father for like six. So like, the yeah. last ten percent and... of <laughs> of his <laughs> right. But know? what I mean to say, well, what I mean to say is, um, I think there is something to be said for framing, and this is only theoretical. Where Superman sort of espousing what he believes in and who he is as lessons to a young child he hopes to build a good man out of lands better to people than Superman espousing to other grown adults or you, the reader, who he is, which may come off to some as sanctimonious. Right, I and I do think that's a big misunderstanding when it comes to the character, where they they think that he's holier than thou, and thus, yeah. um, w- once pop culture got around that, Batman's stock rose because it was like, oh well, he's this guy's not, right. he's he's cool, he has the car, he's gritty and stuff like that, and I, I and then pop about culture the allowed their uh, then pop culture allowed their definition of Superman to be ruined by um, a, a ridiculous line in Kill Bill. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That speech where they talk about how um, Clark, uh, Superman is the real person, and Clark Kent is his his, his parody imitation of humanity. Of humanity, he, th- he thinks we're weak and all the and all that other kind of stuff. When in actuality, I think one of the things, if anyone really wants to understand the character of Superman, I think you have to look at it from the vantage point that um, his power, in my opinion, has always been restraint. You sure. know. Yeah, he, he, they say it all the time. He lives in a world full of cardboard and and construction paper. If he walk, you know, if he had a bad day, and he's not allowed to have bad days, and I understand what that what that said, but it's almost like saying, like a cop with a gun is not allowed to have a bad day. You understand? Know when you have that true. much responsibility and that much power, um, it, it it may sound harsh, but you're held to a higher standard, and we saw a bit of you know, Superman kind of playing around with getting into the dark side with last season, you know, that um, Steel viewed him as a villain because he was a villain on his earth and mm-hmm. uh, Tao Ro tried to transform him. We saw like slips of that kind of facade, but he's managed to stay true. And maybe even the Smallville of it all makes it go down a bit easier. Maybe, sure. maybe the, you know, down home country stuff makes it a bit more viable that, that uh, things could be at least look a little bit more perfect uh, than they are here. Um, one of the things um, I love about go ahead, brother. 
I I I did want to actually uh, ex- expand expand though on that one on that one thing about those the damn annoying Kill Bill line, which I do think, <laughs> um, which I do think is an interesting matter of perspective. If you were to if you were to introduce yourself to it in a philosophical fashion, right. which is to say, to that to, to from to that dude's perspective, this is. This is a godlike man doing an imitation of humanity so that he fits in. But I, in my in my head, I'd say from another perspective, it's just a guy who gets to be a lot more comfortable when he when he does have himself in a position of power, but when he has to just be himself, and he doesn't have the uh, the curtain of Superman to use that uh to sort of have that i guess a certain level of superiority or comfort okay he's just as nervous as the rest of us right so i see i see it very similarly to you and i i'll say these two things about it the first thing i'll say is uh, when i think of superman and when i think of like his mentality because i didn't explain it very well (laughs) no no when i think of superman i think of his mentality and stuff like that i think of somebody who um like doesn't if he had his choice he's not flying over us yeah he wants to be among us you know he he wants to he loves humanity he was born you know on krypton and he is kryptonian but he was raised as a human and the the other thing that i'm going to say that ties into the first is that it in many ways is the immigrant story writ large this idea that and you hear it all the time, right? Um, mm-hmm. Immigrants, especially immigrant parents, people who who just come from another country and come to America, they almost love America and want to be American more than the Americans that are actually here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they work harder for the goals, and they are more patriotic, and they believe more in what America can be than those that have always been here. And in that same sense, that's exactly the Clark Kent of it all. Clark can't exist because Superman wants to be human. Like he wants to be among us, wants to have the human experience. He right. he doesn't look at us as pets or ants or any of that kind of stuff because he's been among us his whole life. Um yeah. and I'm so, ironically the person who's most guilty of that was Kara. Yeah. Yeah. And you she, could understand why, because of her, you she, know, how long she, she got lived. to grow up Kryptonian. Right, you know, like Clark doesn't know that Clark only knows that shit in theory. He's read some history books, right? And that nervousness or that the clumsiness and all that kind of stuff that Bill was trying to ascribe as him parroting humanity, Clark still had to get a date for the prom. Clark still had to learn how to drive. You know, Clark still had to go to Kryptonian puberty, and who knows what the hell that's like. Which is (laughs) which, which to me is sort of the hilarious thing about that because that 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 is the sort of opinion espoused by somebody. Who's probably never actually read a Superman thing. Right. Right. Because you don't even have the context that like the alien person didn't grow up alien. He grew up here and then got told he was. Right. You know? Um, some a mistake nobody ever makes with Goku. No, no. And another <laughs> another thing is, you know, I feel like the popular consensus is that you know, with Superman's powers, a person like that would just grow colder and colder towards humanity and distance himself more and more. 
And we've seen that in Woody. multiple different parodies. I think the biggest parody of this is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Right? Dr. Manhattan. And Zack Snyder's favorite superhero is Dr. Manhattan, which I yes. knew. I knew. You know, like, you connect those dots and Man of Steel makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> because the Man of Steel Superman does seem like he wants to distance himself from humanity. He does seem like he'd rather hide, rather not have to deal with any of this stuff. Um, whereas Clark in our Superman and Lois can't help. There's a moment at the end in the finale, right? Where there, he has a, a tender moment with his wife, but he's still looking at other people. He's still looking yeah. around. How can I help? How can I make things better? And he doesn't do that because he thinks he's better than us. He just knows that he, it's his responsibility because he can do more than we can. But he still, like I said, you know, the guy still wants to be the coach of the team. You know, he still wants to go help with the mayor, the mayor campaign. Like he, he's doing, he's apologizing at one point to Lana about like, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't there to help you with become mayor. And she was like, you saved the world. I think we're, I think we're even. I think you're kind of busy, you know, being Superman. Yes. And I think that by showing that he cares about both of those things, there's so many moments in this show, GT, where I'm like, that's Superman. That yeah. that that was said that 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 was said that that was done the way that they framed that that was Superman, and this show has an incredible um, ability to frame him with the sunlight in the yeah. most beautiful the most beautiful cinematography <laughs> that I've seen. So many of his uh, moments. There's a moment where he's, I want to say, saving people in Korea or something like that. Or uh, I think he's, he's saving people during a um, landslide or avalanche. Mm -hmm. And he like saves them. And then he just turns slowly towards the people. And the sun is right behind him. And he's like, hello, friends. You know, everything's right. going to be okay. And they all look up and they're bathed in sun. And I'm just like, this feels Superman, you know? Yeah. Um, having the little... Uh, you know, um, radar, I guess, sound of him listening to danger shows how at any moment, you know, eating a hot dog for too long means that a bus full of 100 people die. You know, <laughs> if he takes too long yeah. in the bathroom, a, a bank could be robbed in, in Croatia or something. So they really do a good job with establishing the pure responsibility that it takes to be Superman. And um, I, I knew once things ended in season one and we had our man Dylan Walsh who plays Sam Lane, when Sam Lane said he was going to go on high, uh, a, like a sabbatical, you know, because of all his stuff that he was dealing with with Superman, I knew the person who took his place was not going to be somebody that we were fans of. Uh, season two <laughs> introduces us to Ian Bowen as Lieutenant General Mitch Anderson. And Mitch is put it at the DOD as a replacement for uh, Lane, who goes on, like I said, a sabbatical. And Mitch can't seem to get right with Superman. Um, I think that's the first bit of conflict and storyline that we deal with in this show. As we get yeah. back, uh, you know, we have our Kents, uh, Tyler Hoechlin playing Kal-El, Elizabeth Tulick playing Lois Lane, Jordan Elias, a lot, sorry, El Sass. <laughs> <laughs> as Jonathan Kent, Alex Garfin as Jordan Kent, and then, like I said, Dylan Walsh as Sam Lane. So the 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 Kents are, are back, you know, starting a new school year. We're back in Smallville, but the big elephant in the room is 
Mitch Anderson and Mitch Anderson does not dig Superman. What did you think of the introduction of Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson <laughs> and, and his super scouts is his, his, uh, oh, geez. him, uh, roping in some, some young recruits who are on XK, his, his, his super legion, if you will. Um, he, if he created will. his own, his own quasi Kryptonian army, uh, that he will use despite Superman's willingness to be a part of it. What did you think of all that? Um, you know, I kind of found him very interesting out the gate because it's, uh, <laughs> he, he gets to come off as this character who sort of, um, is espousing the, uh, how do you say, is espousing the, the, the ideals and the viewpoints of a lot of older, <laughs> a lot of older men who are not too happy with the, the changes to, to the Superman mantra? Yeah, the truth, justice, and the American way, you know? Yes. Um, so and they sort of think of Superman as like a, 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 I guess you could say a weapon for American ideals. That may not be, that might be more of an aggressive take on it, but if you're a military man, that might exactly be what it is. I I always liked, and he obviously didn't say it to reference this character, but no. I mean, is there a better way to uh, explain it than uh, the red, white, and blue attack dog? Like that's that's you know that's <laughs> that's what my man Mandarin was calling uh you know Iron Patriot, and right, it's one of those things that they they kind of explained in Watchmen. We'd be super chill if a character showed up like that, so long as he's defending us, so long that yeah. he's that he's American, you know, God right. exists and he's American. Like that mantra, that uh, that level of superiority, we're fine with. But the second he starts helping other countries, countries like a North Korea, perhaps, countries that we're not necessarily, right. you know, we're not necessarily 100% diplomatic with. Yeah. To him, life they're is not, life. They're not on our friends list. Yeah, but to him, life <laughs> is life. And... Anderson seems to want a clean cut loyalty. Like Anderson seems to want some sort of um, promise that he'll only help America. Yeah. Uh, and Superman doesn't seem to be down with that. And I, I liked that they explored this because this is also relatively new. This idea that, you know, he's trying to pull away. I think I, in the comics, he actually renounced his American citizenship in an effort to be a citizen of the world. Um, and, yeah, it's very forward thinking. Yeah. Um, but which which it ends up with a uh, a point of view from a lot of people that like if if you're not particularly a citizen of anywhere, you're a citizen of nowhere. Right. You right. know, a man with yeah. no allegiance is a man with no with no friends. Right, and so he, and that's not someone Mitch can trust. It's not someone Anderson can trust. Yeah, knowing that somebody like that is out in the weeds, and it's even funnier because Anderson is very much portrayed to be like middle management. Like his boss comes in and reams his ass for not being able to figure out the whole Superman of it all. And I, I at one point actually says like, everybody else was cool with him. What's your beef? Like what's, you know, why like, when general lane was here, no issues. And now you're here and it's, it's causing all this, this yeah. trauma and stuff. And, um, I, yeah, I, I, I liked him. I thought they were going to try to redeem him early on, but they, they didn't, uh, mm -hmm. they eventually ended up doing so, but we'll get there. Uh, I, I, and I did mean, to, I did mean to point out too, that like for all that, 
being about like, yeah, you get the guy who shows up in the American flag, but it's cool. He's on our side. Nobody really thinks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to some degree, the Captain America of it all. And that's a that's that's a bigger discussion for a different day. Right. Um, but it goes it goes both ways where. Because that's our that's because those are sort of our colors and that's our flag. It's very easy to just sit on that fence uh, to, and see him as a defender. But if it was Red Guardian, we would initially be a bit more yeah. defensive of the situation because it's not our flag. So what is he here for? Yep. <laughs> Especially if there's posters and merchandise and right. a bunch of other stuff that's like, you know, truth, justice and for Mother Russia. Yeah. You know, like if that was all over everywhere, people would feel a bit trepidatious. Um, so I, I like that, like we said, that that's explored. And I like that Clark knows this. It wasn't something that he had to figure yeah. out, right? Like he, once he heard, like, you should be looking at America's ideals, he gave him a look like, bro, like, what do you think this is? Like, I didn't sign up to be, like you said, a mascot. I signed up to save the world. So. And, 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 and to be frank, I, did, I never exactly signed up with you in the first place. Right, 100%. <laughs> 100%. And it, it, it's a... It kind of goes, it kind of speaks to the Zack Snyder uh, Superman of it all because the only thing that Anderson needed to to kind of smooth over the relationship with Superman is was hope. Yeah. Was this idea that I'm just going to trust in what you're saying and trust in what you do. But I think the cynics, the pessimists in us, it's very hard to believe that someone is that trustworthy. And that's sure. usually what you get from the people who are not fans of Superman, right? Like, oh, how can he be all good? Come on, you know. And and they they are more interested in the stories in which he breaks bad because that's inherently human. It's inherently human to want to be petty, to want to be angry, to yeah. inflict damage on people who don't deserve it. And um, seeing Superman not do those things, not stoop to those levels. I mean, the, is there any more restraint than any of the conversations he had with Anderson where he felt like he wanted to snap his neck right then and there, but he didn't. And Anderson was getting really snippy. It was getting really snippy. And I'm just like, bro, you're lucky that the man you're talking to is not the man you think he is. Because if, you, if right. he was who you thought he was, yeah, you get pretty choked up pretty quick. Um, But yeah, it goes from from aspects of that and whether or not Superman is here to save America, to save the world. Um, to something a bit more smaller. Let's talk about Jordan's world. Because when we mm-hmm. left things off, we had these two beautiful, uh, beautiful couple, <laughs> Jordan and Sarah. Jordan, who had crippling anxiety that's seemingly gone um, now that he has superpowers. Hey, I don't know if that was a, I, a I, I, I love, um, what do I call it? I, I love pilot magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because that's what it was. He was shown to have crippling anxiety in that pilot, yes. and it kind of just melted away. Right now, he's still he's still like not the popular kid, but I don't think he's anywhere near where he how he was showcased to be in that first. Um, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Blackish? I have not. I've seen I've seen Blackish, but not enough. You know, to you know of I, Blackish? Yes, 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 yes. yes. The, in the pilot episode, Lawrence Fishburne has like this. This sort of like chin strap beard with the little, uh, with the little line up up the center, and in yeah. the very next episode, full beard. That is pilot <laughs> magic. They made a decision after the pilot. They're like, "Hey, listen, we filmed that pilot, and nothing else happened for a few months, and then we filmed again. We were just like, fuck it.' Right. This is how uh, it is now. 
We have Indy Navarrete playing Sarah Cushing. Um, and Sarah comes back from summer camp having kissed a girl. Mm. Uh, tells Jordan. Jordan's not too pleased with it. But ultimately, um, they end up breaking up because Jordan is hiding the fact that he has powers, hiding the fact that he has to, um, you know, scoot out on occasion to, to solve issues and solve problems. Uh, what do you think it, about this? It's, young... it's, ruined, it's ruined his opinion on Katy Perry forever. Yes. It's also, this is. I like that we got past this storyline with clark and lewis and it allows them to do it in this smaller version right we've hmm. seen this so often in every show every freaking show the protagonist is a hero he's digging somebody but he can't keep his commitments because he has to keep being a superhero and he doesn't he hasn't oh, told right, right, right. that person and i didn't want to go through it with superman again um but going through it with jordan shows actually shows the danger like they play a lot with this idea of the secret, the secret of Superman, the secret of the Kents yes. in general. And this show did an expert job at portraying why it's so dangerous for each person to know this, you know, whether or not they can be captured and interrogated for the information, whether or not um, they, they can keep it for themselves, can't keep it to themselves, you know, yeah. tr trusting that the more people who know, the more chances they can get out. Um, but what did you think of this 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 young love and the idea that they would bring in the idea that Sarah would kiss a girl at summer camp? Um, uh, you know, I I guess there's always a potentiality that some young woman will kiss a girl at summer camp and just be like, well, that was the thing that happened. Yes. Uh, um, the idea that they would all be honest about it is probably not exactly, but good for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was honest. You no, know, it took her a bit, but. You know, it, it was clearly on her mind, and right. if nothing else, there's a if nothing else, there's a level of redeemability in that. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. There's always a level of redeemability in that. You know, it, it it wasn't something she she was able to simply brush under the rug. There was a there was a level of guilt that led to the admission. Yes. Um. I, I, I do think it was a I do think it was a clever play to be able to say we can still do this storyline without having to do it with um Clark and Lois and Lois having already accepted this life right. that she married into. It would it would be pretty foolish for her to have a problem with it now. Yes. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um and and frankly put, like the character of Lois has never exactly been a safe player anyway. Right. So like I you 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 almost can't imagine that she she would be the reporter that she is and be concerned with the danger of it all. Right. Yeah, she like, doesn't care. I mean, I um, throw myself at dangerous criminals all the time. Like I we'll we'll talk about, you know, Natalie's mom, but she's like right there on the scene as uh, Metropolis is being destroyed. Like she's still yeah. working, camera's still on, hey, let's get this done. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's uh I, I do think it was a it was sort of a clever way to play it, but it's also it's also a very interesting um you're putting Superman and them sort of under under the magnifying glass because now he has to sort of deal with the idea that for all the goodness that we got out of Father Superman in the first season, 
he kind of has to tell his kid to be dishonest. Yeah. Because of the bigger picture. Right. And that was a big bone of contention between these two in the season. It was a huge yeah. bone of contention. Um, what do you think about the argument that that the kids had, which was this idea that, oh, you, you're, you're lying, but you're lying to protect yourself as opposed yeah. to protecting others? Do you um, think that's true, or is that another kill bill? I'm 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 upset, so I'm gonna twist the truth to make it fit my narrative. I think there's a level of truth to it, but I also think that's definitely a younger person's view on the idea. Right. Um yeah. and I think honestly, I think how, how, how true that is really depends more on the writer. Yeah. Because you can make it very true, or you can, you know, like, yeah, you know, we turned out all right. <laughs> now that you now that you say that, and I, that's why I love doing this podcast because the these ideas are popping up into my head. Where this season in general was really a lot about honesty, a lot about perspective. Yeah, you know how you see things from your side, and when you talk about honesty, you talk about truth, and one of the like one of the modern things people like to say is is my truth because you can yes. have an objective truth compared to what is going on you know what black and white plain reading of things yeah. and so you, you can it, have the facts and you can have how you feel right and and jordan very much has things how he feels sarah very much has things how she feels lois and clark both see things differently and regardless of the facts they like clark says yeah I, I I even I'm bugging out because Jordan's like I want to tell her and he's like you don't even like I've been the kind of guy that is jumping from partner to partner because I'm trying to be happy and I think yeah. that being with people makes me happy. This is Jordan's first girlfriend. Now, right. best case scenario, they get married and they're together forever. <laughs> I did it with my first girlfriend. Clark did it with his first girlfriend. Yes. Right. So why would he think that? Oh, you know what? You're in love, and you're in love with this girl, even though you've never had experienced love, that you've never been in another relationship. This is your only frame of reference for this, and you want to just tell her everything. You want to give her the bank or whatever. And yeah. I was kind of on his side with it. Like teenage love is extremely volatile. Right. It can be extremely intense and then very fleeting. And so if every and it, girl and it's, feels it's, that for, it's like, come on, you can't tell them all. Right. But it, it, it's, it's, it's almost hard to, it's almost hard to see him as wrong on a personal level. I, I guess just cause like, he's got this girlfriend and his first is he's got this girlfriend, his first girlfriend and his first choice is to be honest with her. And it like, yeah, can't yeah. fault that 100%. even if there may be a level of, bigger picture foolishness to it yeah you you can't fault him for 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 not wanting to to lead this woman into something that she she may not actually be ready for right right and i you know one of the things that this reminded me of and i used to t tell people like i used to talk about this all the time is that if you've ever been that age i don't know if you're listening if you are that age right now you feel everything very intensely. Yeah. And the last thing you want to be told is that you don't know what you're thinking. You don't know what you're feeling. Yeah. You know, um, I remember m many points in time feeling 
very strongly about a bunch of different things and being told like you don't know you don't know nothing like you you're not even of the age to c- comprehend some of the things that you're trying to talk about but i didn't want to hear that i didn't want to no. i didn't want my feelings not to be validated simply because of my age i felt like i should be allowed to have an opinion even though it wasn't fully formed or it yeah. wasn't the most knowledgeable opinion and so um yeah, you're, you're so you're so wrapped in to to really finalizing your sense of self in those middle teenage years that once you've sort of landed something you're just like this is it yeah because this is who i am and i need to establish that and that's why i say like while superman's looking at the whole world to jordan sarah is his world that's it yeah you know um obviously he has family he has school and all that kind of stuff but getting things right with sarah is is his world and they were so up and down last season and this gets very rocky because he misses um one of her or it wasn't an audition performances performance i believe what it was, was a performance oh uh, i'm blanking why she performed <laughs> but uh i know that i know that she did perform and um, i forgot he, yeah he wasn't able to make it and um you know it, it really made things rough for those two um speaking of rough for those two um, I do love can... how how movies and TV is always just like, oh, you missed the thing I did. Yeah, yeah, and it's always the same <laughs> shot, looking into the crowd, empty seat. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's it's uh it's uh Mary Jane singing and uh, no acting and singing. Which one did she want to be? I forgot. She um, was a actor, I think, who okay. was cast to sing on occasion, but obviously didn't do that well because she didn't keep the job. no. Uh, no, that that's what it was. That's what it was. I think. Um, I think the first season she wants to sit. The first movie she wants to sing, and the okay. second movie makes her a stage actor. Right, right. Because they say falling like in the love movie, is wonderful. It's either Sam Raimi forgot what she was, or she's making a point that this woman is indecisive as fuck. <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken. Eric Valdez, who plays Kyle, has an album or a song of some sort. I believe he is a musician. Yes. Yeah, I gotta see. Indie indie doesn't have much on social media currently. Um, I don't know if she did much past this. She's probably smaller than the rest of us. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll just say off the rip. Jocelyn Picard plays Sophie Cushing, the most convenient child to ever be (laughs) the only child more convenient than her is baby jenna in the flash who is never around never around (laughs) never seen doesn't cry never around it's constantly oh let's go pick up sophie we gotta go get sophie let's go take her let's go bring her let's go call her or something like that she's never around sophie is just the reason for someone to leave the scene and then at the end the only thing Sophie did was like, I'm scared. The thing on the TV is scaring me. The thing on the radio is scaring me. The thing in the sky is scaring me. And I'm like, Sophie, get it together. And then she claps happily at the end. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, I thought all of that was really, really fun. I know that there, there, there's a scene, I think, where they're at the restaurant. And for a brief moment, I went, because this kid. Oh, it's easy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh right, there was another one. There's another kid. There, there's another kid, and they just they kind of just leave it at that. It's like the entire season is 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 um the the movie Home Alone. 
Yes. Like, oh no, yep. we left her in New and York. Always, and it's always Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because we're talking about the cushions, let's let's get into the Kyle of it all. Mm. Kyle, man. Uh, Your he... favorite character. <laughs> the most complex man in Smallville. <laughs> Seemingly, like they're always trying to heart put these big storylines on my guy. I went into the season one of uh, Superman and Lois, the beginning characterization of that character. I hated him. He was the kind of guy who wore Oakley's backwards on his head while he barbecued. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm just like, you know, drinking a beer and doing a one-liner. Like, I was, I was never, I was never a fan of of his. Yeah. And then. He was he, he's the kind around. of guy he's, he's the kind of guy who protects his trucker hat more than anybody else. hundred percent. And you know, <laughs> you know, they're just building jobs here. They're not doing nothing wrong. More of an edge. <laughs> save Smallville. He's gonna come here and save the city. Yeah, no, it's like uh, all right. And they they humbled him and that family by dragging them through the mud for kind of endorsing um morgan edge in season one you know they painted up their house and they, there was a bunch of rough stuff that happened with that family uh, mm-hmm. but i thought we were coming into it and everybody's good everything's good kyle's on the up and up everything is fine and it's revealed that uh while they were was it on a break or something like that like he had disappeared for a while or something like that right we were on a break right he he cheated on a bar he cheated on lana with a bartender named uh tanya martinez yeah which i guess maybe it's the spanish of it all mr cortez i I was gonna say he probably just you know he felt a little connected to his heritage for a bit yeah that's where he learned the mija from (laughs) oh mija (laughs) mija which is sad. <laughs> it, it's a shame because the actor is like it's. Wasn't that weird though? The, the whole like we're Cor- we're Cor- we're Cortez now. I felt like that was a bit out of nowhere. I don't think anyone bought that. I don't think they even went back to it. <laughs> I gotta double check, but don't they still like, call her Lana Cushing? I they definitely call her Mira Cortez. I've never <laughs> heard that. Um. So yeah, She's not uh, Mayor Cortez. No. Nope. The big blow-up happened, of all places, at Sarah's Quinceanera, where, which is the most Spanish well, thing they've ever done in DC history, in like the Arrowverse <laughs> ever, it was do a quinceanera. And um, S- Kyle... Just eight seasons without doing one thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they do um, this thing where Kyle's girlfriend shows up at the quinceanera outside to talk to Kyle, basically be like, I love you. You know, I, I didn't have make any mistakes in this, but obviously you feel like this was a mistake kind of stuff. Sarah is the first person to find out. Sarah is the one who tells um, Lana. Lana know, knew of the woman, right? Knew. I feel like she was like with the bartender. Like she, she knew of yeah. the woman, but didn't know the extent of the cheating, the, uh, the extent of the infidelity. And in that moment, basically kicks Kyle out of the house. Um, There's this crushing moment where Sarah basically has a panic attack at her own party. Just not being able to handle um, everything that she just found out. And you couple that with all the weirdness with with Jordan and the summer camp stuff. And she really... um, She goes through a depression that the character as we were told is susceptible to you know she she we've heard of her being depressed before and actually getting so close that she attempted suicide 
Yeah. Um, and it, it is said that it was that suicide attempt that got Kyle back into the house. Like that's when he was like, you know what? I can't be cheating anymore. Uh, I need to go back to the house and make it, make it, um, make things whole make and make things right attempt. again. Right. And it was in hearing that that Lana made the decision to kick him out because she believes that he never would have stopped, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Just on behalf of their marriage, he only stopped because of that the family really went through something really, really rough. Some, yeah. Like some, some, some scary traumatic thing that nearly happened to his daughter was the thing that snapped them out of it. Not the fact that he was fucking up. Where did you sit on all this? Like, were you instantly anti Caillou? Could you see a little bit of, of his of his logic here? Where, who are you rooting for while all this was going down? Um, you know, it, it's 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 that's a tough situation for me. because uh, I I guess I sort of I guess I wanted to feel some level of sympathy for him as someone mm-hmm. who was trying, but. You know, at the same time, like, it's hard not to take Lana's side in this situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Betrayal's rough, man. I know yeah. I know people want to, like, get through it, make the confession, and get over the bridge. But it it it's very hard, and trust is very hard to, to regain. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a lot of broken trust. We're talking about a lot of lies. We're talking about a lot of vulnerability here when it comes to the season. It's almost completely about that. So um, it makes sense that they would tackle this story here. I would say I was the most sympathetic to Kyle in the finale where he's mm. like, this this is what I deserve. <laughs> he's like, this, <laughs> this, do you believe in karma? Like, this is, this is what I get for cheating i get thrown into another world dimension and i'm right. nowhere near my family and the man gets on his knees and starts to cry he's accepted his fate and in that moment i'm like okay you may have suffered enough my son is but that lana, family even shown on that side no i didn't think so lana is but she's they were yeah yeah there's, yeah there's, yes there's super evil lana yeah yep um but you know, even when all this is said and done, Lana still chooses to keep him at arm's length. Things are not all happy, go lucky, heart stars and horseshoes when the series is over. How did yeah. you feel about that? Did you think that they were going to get back together? Is this a more respectable take, a more realistic take? I I was actually kind of um, I was kind of down that it wasn't um, a squeaky clean ending for them. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's definitely something there for the fact that, like, I think she is still so- somewhat tied to their family unit. Yeah. Because she makes it a point that, you know, she makes it a point that if we're going to, you know, if, if, if the world's ending, we're going to end it as the entire family. And that meant something. Yeah. So, like, I think there, there is still some tether but the healing isn't done yet. And, and to be frank, like Lana is a character that at this point, you know, maybe should be in therapy, but kind of can't because she's the mayor. Right. No, I, I get there's that. There's no time to heal that wound now. I wonder if there's any shame, right? Cause like you, you, he, she brought him in super close when she thought the world was going to end. Yeah. And then the world doesn't end, but he's yeah. still super close. 
So he's all like, I'm ready to bring my stuff back. And she's all like, whoa, whoa, not for nothing. But, and it's because like, I, I, I wonder if with, if without that near death experience, do they go to that, the restaurant, do they, you know, do they try to find each other and, 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 yeah. and consort each other and stuff? Near death experiences do weird things to people, but they, they, they are, they are both constantly just being almost forced back together by these near tragedies without actually doing the work. Yeah, you I know. was. You want to like we were talking about symp- sympathy and stuff like that. Like, I didn't shed a tear. I shed I shed it a couple of tears during this season, but I didn't shed a tear here. But I was like, damn, that got me in the in the feels when she basically tells him like you're not getting back together, and he's like, so how about a last dance? I was <laughs> like, oh, <Kyle." laughs> like, my man's he, reaching up. for any straw he can. It's up. It's up, and um, you know. Lois is the one who said it where she's like, you know, having my sons has taught me a lot about love. Um, it's taught me it's not just something that you can say. You have to put actions behind it. You have to do things behind it. And Kyle has done nothing this entire season but try to, you know, um, make amends for what he's done. There was a moment, and you'll see it when the episode of my uh, reaction to it comes out. But there's a moment where... Lana's unaccounted for for six hours, right. and <laughs> Kyle seems to think that she found a new suitor, and it, uh, can't get answers out of Sarah, and he decides to call Tanya, and I flip out in the in the in the <laughs> reaction because I thought that he was trying, he was being petty. I thought he was like, well, if she found somebody, then I'm going back to my hookup, and this, this is what it's gonna be. Ultimately, it's the open mic night that he has, you know, at the bar and stuff. But I swore I was like, "What you scumbag!" Like I was back on your side again. You're really trying to so, make so like I'm gonna I'm gonna use this to pick up a topic. But it, this is one of those things to me where I find it interesting that people want to have the debate about the emotional resonance of um of marathon watching to weekly. Yes, where they know what they were doing there. 100%. To end it on that, and yeah. to leave you, and to have you go for a week thinking this scumbag son of a bitch, and right. to form whatever opinions and thoughts and reactions you'll have for a week, only for you to be completely fucking wrong, right? And right. And, and and come to even find out she doesn't even work there anymore. <laughs> yeah, and the and the idea that it like what oh, it ultimately becomes is something incredibly wholesome. You know, it, yeah. it ends up becoming something that actually helps his daughter. And I I apologize on the reaction. I'm like, I I was thinking of the worst of humanity in that in that instance, but we can be better. That's what they're showing us, and that's what I'm I'm trying to do. But even when you're better or trying or making amends, it is still up to the other person to forgive you, to bring you back in. And if Lana's not ready, then Lana's not ready. She has a lot on her plate right now. Um, and there's, there's, there's some, you know, he, there's a price to pay for these things. And yeah. it, it looks like Kyle will be paying it. Uh, He's still paying it. What I want to know about prices is how much were they selling them XK uh, inhalers for? Because <laughs> it's time to talk about Candace. It's time to well, talk before, about before before we even get there because that that's a heavy subject and that's yes, gonna be fun for a while, right? Um, before we even get there, I I thought to myself, 
I'm not up on these sorts of things. And it just made me think, with Cal out of the picture, what does being mayor of a small town pay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was she doing before then, though? She, well, she was working in that Morgan Edge company, right? Yes. I believe she was. Or, or she, she was working in some company that had some ties uh, to, to, to some Edge, ties and, to edge. And stuff. Um, he's a, I thought he was a firefighter, but he... Did he, did, the cop? did he never did he go did he get back to that job wait is he I, not a firefighter i guess i guess i'm always used to firefighters wearing the, the firefighter thing where he sure. kind of looks like he's wearing um police attire uh i, I know he he was a fireman because i think at one point he was sleeping at the fire station before he got his his very no, yeah, depressing uh, bachelor pad right <laughs> now if the, if there's if if anything of uh if if all of my girlfriends watching my girlfriend, Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, <laughs> dun, dun, just, dun. just one of them. God help me if, if I had more of them and they both watched that show. That's in the bizarre um, world, bro. That's a bizarre version of you. Probably. Yeah. Side. No, no, and no, in, in the bizarre world, I watched this goddamn show. Um <laughs> if if my girlfriend watches Chicago Fire, if I've gotten anything off of it, they definitely have like this one plain clothes look for them all day until it's time to jump into the fire suits. Makes sense because those suits are big and heavy. <laughs> but like, and, and that's almost that's that's kind of always the shot for um firemen on TV. It's like okay, and now this scene, you're all standing in front of your seven trucks. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Everyone yep. standing around your trucks. Yeah. They won't know it's a firehouse unless they see. They have to see the truck. Show me the damn truck. It it looks like anything. Like you need two things to show it's a firehouse: the truck and the pole. Yeah, because I think he did actually fight a fire in this. Um, uh, I know he fought a fire in the first one, and, and, and it's, it's one of those moments where him and like Superman uh, he, kind of he did the XK fire. Yes, he finds an XK fire, and um, he's saved by Jordan. Yes, Jordan. Yes, Jordan, yes, yes. A, Jordan is able to save him, um, which puts us back on the XK of it all. Uh, John, way to tie le- that back together. John was da- was seemingly dating somebody when the season ended. Yes. Who we never see again. Uh, bless your heart. If you if you were reading the comic books before this, and this is the John Kent you got, because you get a completely different person, Bob. To- totally, totally. <laughs> and he was dating someone in Metropolis, who he then breaks up with when he moves to Smallville. Then he yes. finds this this bad girl, Tegan. Who is just kind of trying to pump him full of information, or yeah, pumping for information, and it's alluded that her father is a villain in Central City or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. Then when we come into this season, she's completely gone. We have a uh, and then and then someone in the office said, "Stop talking about Central City." Yes, yes, because it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're, not, we're not alluding to any of that anymore. We get Candace, and Candace has a father who is disabled, and uh, they're they're not making a lot of money, and so she ends up selling XK inhalers from the mines, the Schuster mines, mm-hmm. XK inhalers um, that give people temporary powers. Um, it's we were first kind of made privy of this stuff because certain members of the Smallville football team are taking them. One in particular that gets on John's radar because John is trying to make the team. And once he finds out that somebody's taking supplements, he decides to do so himself. 
which um, makes him a better football player, but ultimately lands him in a bunch of trouble when he is found to have, like they bring cops in <laughs> with drug sniffing mm-hmm. dogs, and he is found to have all the XK inhalers so that Candace won't get in trouble. What did you think about John taking the heat for this? And what did you think about him keeping the secret that it was Candace? Um, it's one of those things where I have, I, 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 I struggle with, uh, I struggle with what the TV show is trying to present next to what I'm seeing, which is you just met this girl. Yes. For us, we just met this girl. This relationship is brand new. It's probably early to, you know, be taking the, the fall. Go to jail for, for, your, for your boo. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a little early to be ride or die like that. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, I, it, it, was, it was really hard to agree. I, I, I get that he feels bad, but that, that's, that's a bit far for a girl you ain't. For a high school girlfriend you ain't been with for but a few months, or at least that's what it feels like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Tough. I remember, um, you know, when he decided to keep the secret, I was very surprised because of like what you said. But the person I think who had definitely had your take on it was Lois. Like Lois was constantly mm-hmm. like, "You do not want to do this. Like what you what you think you're doing now, you don't want to do this. This is gonna ruin your whole yeah. life, your yeah. whole life." Um, you think you're taking a moral stance on this and like I remember when they brought her to the house and Lois is just grilling her. <laughs> like, and, and, and and to some degree you and to some degree you kinda wanna be like as as, as mean spirited as it sounds, to some degree you wanna be like, this seems noble now, and you're not like this girl's not even gonna be around in six months. Right, which is you the are Sarah 16 of it years all, right? old. You're sixteen years old. Or seventeen years old, or whatever. You're in high school. Right. You're probably not marrying this girl. It's probably way too. <laughs> it's probably too big of a stance to take right now, dog. That's why I think it's so crazy because they're dealing with it with Jordan and Jonathan. They're both making yeah. like life decisions with women that they just sort of met. Obviously, Jordan knew um, Sarah for longer, but yeah, I, some of my favorite. Yeah, they, 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 isn't there a vague establishment that that Jordan and Sarah had a previous relationship? I think it's due to their parents knowing each other. They might have seen each oh, other one before, of those knowing. Yeah, no, like fr- it's, the it's, friends. It's, of, I mean, the kids of the friends hanging it's, out. It's it's, it's, the, it's it's the runaways of it all. Yes. Yeah. Our parents get together. Thus, we all get together once in a while. We know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the vague, vague generalities um before they actually move and then they kind of become friends and stuff um you know there's a freaking there's like a a methed out um kieran culkin who shows up at the school and tries to (laughs) tries to freaking uh get at chrissy because she owes him some money and this leads to a very dangerous altercation in which um they try to kind of beat up john and and chrissy shove her into a car and i know it's a small town but how'd you get in there dog right and Jordan, this, and just walk up into the school. Same secu- this school has the same security as Star Labs, right? You just walk up into the school, right? Like you, you, it's like that, um, uh, Bad Boys too. You you look dirty, like <laughs> like you grown ass man coming into this school. Um, but 
ultimately they're helped out by Jordan, who um, is really getting into his own. He's training with his grandpa and all this other kind of stuff. But in doing so, in helping John, he disappoints Sarah for the last time, basically. And that causes possibly the biggest rift because she thought it would be a cool idea to introduce him to the girl that he she kissed, which must be a new thing. <laughs> must be something <laughs> the kids today are doing because I'm like, uh, yeah, nah, like, no, can I vote? No, is that a, do I have a say? Because I vote no, let's not do this. It, it really uh, felt like Jordan couldn't get a win this season. That that was a that that was an interesting choice. I I don't I I sort of get this idea that like she 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 had this I guess she had a, a friendship that went too far but that in that she didn't want to give up. But at the same time, okay, no, but we're not gonna be friends though. <laughs> it it felt like a lot of have your cake and eat it too, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah, to put it, Jordan it, it, in that position and Jordan never gets cake is like <laughs> right. That's not fair. I, I I don't feel like. And like uh, uh, almost at some point, you're you're almost worried that this this show is going to make a very um, it's going to go to a very weirdly progressive attempt at something where it's just like, wait, is she about to suggest a throuple? Is yes. this going to happen? Because right. I'm out. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And you know, it's also weird. Is this like an apple falling off the far from the tree thing with with Kyle, right? Yeah. Kyle and 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 his you know infidelity, but before she even knew it, she did it. You know what I'm saying? Before she even knew what yeah. happened with Kyle, she did it, and she's trying to smooth it over. Um, would that have, would it have worked as good with with uh, Lana if Kyle would have been like, hey, me, you, and Tanya, we're just gonna sit down and we're gonna have right. a meal and we're gonna discuss things. Well, so now I'm thinking about it because then that that kind of feels like a missed opportunity. That kind of feels like a missed opportunity because those dots to 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 suggest that that uh, Sarah maybe forgives her father because of her own guilt. Yeah, I think that makes Does sense. Does that come up? I don't think so. As a matter of fact, one of the jokes I made in my reactions is that he seemingly is cool with her breakup because he's broken up. Sure. Like he's seemingly like, yeah, leave him. You know, like they all they're all gonna break hearts anyway. Like that's all they're, love they're, is. They're both like fucking trauma bonding in that fucking that <laughs> desolate studio apartment. <laughs> right. I'm like at one point I'm like, paint a wall, put a poster up, do something, <laughs> Kyle. What the hell, bro? Um, but yeah, like she's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it, and you know, maybe Jordan is not putting me first. And he's like, break up with him, break up with him. He doesn't, he's not putting you first. I'm thinking, come on, Miha, like right. anybody who's not putting you first. I'm like, yo, you misery and loves by the way, And by the way, you'll have more time to spend with me because I'm fucking dying over here. Yeah, and guess what? We got two two TV dinners in the freezer. <laughs> one for me, hey. one for you. We can we can really make a night out of this. <laughs> Link, Link Cuisine is on sale, girl. I got punches of them. Yes. And we, uh, the, we, the firehouse has a sponsorship, so we're, we're good. <laughs> Fucking, uh, we got a sale all week on $1 frozen pizzas. I'm stocked. That's it. It's been, you know who's working at that place? That weird Nacho Libre guy that they keep showing. That, 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 or, <laughs> that Artie Lang Damn. sort of, sort of <laughs> small bill resident. I forgot resident. about that. That's always showing up at the town hall meetings talking mm -hmm. crap. Um, 
there's only one person named George in this show, and it's the former mayor. He's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> so every time I hear it, come on, the George, worst, the worst kind of um of of, of shady no frills politician yeah establishment politician they just been in it ready to get in the muck ready to pull up dirty laundry on on the cushings yeah and stuff uh making like slight jokes about um kyle's alcoholism and all other kind of stuff making jokes about lana being a house mom making jokes about them doing a press conference to tell the world the truth I was like, you are a scumbag, yeah. bro. I thought Kyle was going to hit him, like, at various points in time. Um, he was very close. He, but, yeah, he, he uh, maybe maybe that's what he should have done. Maybe that's what would have got Lana. Maybe. You know, he, he, he's, got, he's definitely got this thing about him where it's like, you can even tell that there were points he's making. Like, he makes a whole thing about, you know, um, uh, parading around about um, Superman. Uh like waiting for Superman to just come in and do the thing because you know Lana can't do anything about it, and it's like, it uh, you absolutely get the feeling that like he doesn't even really believe this; it just works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so if it fails, it's her fault. Yeah, and he called it. He he called it like he was doing a shot in pool. He was like, and you know she don't have any answers, and uh, he's been in that position. He knows what it's like when you don't have answers and you're just trying to calm people down. But mm. he's being you know, obtuse on purpose because he's trying to pull that rug out from under her. Really, yeah. really hated that guy. And and the, the 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 beauty of presenting doubt is you don't have to be right to present doubt. You just have to be, you know, vaguely believable. Yeah. Yes. You just have to present the opportunity for doubt. I also love that this all started with Lana helping out a dude that wants to be mayor. And then he's like, you know what? I got a job somewhere else. So I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, I guess I, I guess I can try my hand at it." And to be fair, Kyle was there at various points to help her get situated and help her, you know, get where she had to go. And yeah, um, you know, they they they're still good friends. They're, the they're, I I enjoyed the scene where he basically just constantly grills her, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "This is this is this is what you're in for." Yeah, yeah. I'm being and I'm being nice. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All the dirty laundry out there. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting with the character of John in this is that he plays around, they play around with this idea that I think we've all felt like when we were kids where we can't discern disappointment from an overall lack of love, right? Where we do something to disappoint our parents and when they're mad at us and we're, and they're disappointed in us and sometimes, you know, not very verbal to us for a while, a lot of people think that they're, they're losing love. You know, like I think at the yeah. one point, John felt like he, his family didn't love him as much as they used to because they were as dis- they were that disappointed in the XK of it all. Um, yeah, and like I said, I think we've all been there. It's, it's just something our young minds think. You know, our parents are the law of the land for so long, and I think most of us go out of our way to try to not disappoint them. Um, so. I also think I also think it's a lot to do with the fact that he isn't even only getting it from his family at that point. Yeah, because like now there's a whole sect of people at school pissed off at him because they lost the football season. Yeah, there were there are parents of other children pissed off at him because their kids lost the football season. And um, for some of you who may not know, if you're coming from a big city or or from anywhere in this world that has a pro team about it. 
go to a small town that has nothing else but college ball. That's the thing. Yeah, even you high don't school ball. Fuck with, even, yeah. Go to a town that only has high school ball. That right. is ours. I I lived. I mean, I used to visit a small town in Texas, and mm-hmm. the high school games were the games. Huge yeah. stadiums, massive turnout. Uh, everyone yeah. knew all the players because everyone knows everybody in town. Um, Your local and, shop is selling the fucking high school jersey mar- merch. Or, you know. Yeah, every single small store has something written, a sign on the in the window. Go whatever team, you know. Like it, it's it's very real. So um, yeah, Jonathan was kind of pushed out of all his social circles, his football circle, yeah. his friend and, and, circle. And I and I say all that basically to say, you know, when 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 everyone tells you you're a piece of trash, you might start believing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he started to believe he was destined for it because he couldn't even redeem himself with powers like Jordan did, right? Like he yeah. can't even be useful in that sense. So um, I totally got that. And it, it was heartbreaking for him to think that he lost the affection of his parents. But yes. when Clark when Clark goes in there and reads him the riot act, bro, like I felt that. And he went in there, he's like, yeah. I obviously have to teach you lessons because you're obviously not listening. So now <laughs> what we're going to do is, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's dad. Which I, which I still think is a very interesting angle because the pilot establishes that John manifested first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was at the fire at the fire thing, right? At the uh, no. Uh, I took it where where child John threw a football through a wooden wall. Oh yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And Clark just went, oh. Oh, yeah, I feel like they've been kind of playing around with like this latency that he might have. I don't know if they're just keeping it in their back pocket or what. But um, he, there's you keep, constant. You keep thinking there's something. There's got to be. There's there's some sort of like twist or particularity that's just like this is why. Um, the stuff we saw in his adolescence hasn't matured with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought there was also a pretty tender moment where both John and Jordan are at the supermarket and they're both like, like, damn, we're suckers for love. Like, you, like you're, you're, your life is pretty much ruined because of the girl you like. And my life is pretty much ruined because of the girl I like. And yeah. this is just where we're at. And I, I, I like that they're back on the same page. I never like when they're against each other. When he was huffing all that right. XK, it felt like he was on one. It felt like at one point, I mean, at one point him and, and Jordan get into a boxing match. Just you about, know? yeah. Um, so, I also um, want to say, I think this is, I think, I think this is the third girl they put John with. Yeah, yeah, because, that's what I'm saying. Like, because again, in the pilot or the first, or at least the first two episodes, there's some girl he's talking to on that webcam. Yep. And then yep. you never see her again. And then there's the girl who's trying to get information out of him. And then there's Candace. Just has that dude just has weird luck with women. I'm telling you, and she's like, "Yo, let's go, I, let's go to the car." I parked in the dark plot spot, Candace. Is. I'm like, "Yo, I better, only I better relax." <laughs> Everybody get crazy. I all better relax. Um, this is, is, is I. This is the problem with all these breaks. I don't remember anything. Is this the season where he gets caught in bed? This first episode. That was the first episode. Yeah, the first. That was the introduction to Candace. <laughs> that was that was, that was uh, Lois's introduction to Candace. Because then he t- she tells Superman that he has to give her the give the birds and the bees talk and stuff. No wonder she doesn't like her. Like, well, first I find you in my damn son's bed, 
and now you're selling drugs. Yeah, yeah, and he's covering up for you. Would you like to campaign for staying a while? I'd la- I want to hear it. It's I hard. Hear you try. It's hard being a kid in Smallville. It's definitely hard being a kid if you aren't from this Smallville, as we find out with the adventures of Natalie and John Henry Irons. Um, Taylor Buck uh, showed up as Natalie Lane Irons in the finale of season one, and she comes into this show. I'm not going to lie. At various points, I was not digging the Nat of it all, uh, but they they had to show her perspective of what happened with john henry for me to start sure. to sympathize a bit um it felt like teen drama to for the sake of teen drama but when you put things in perspective and when <laughs> she's able to explain herself a bit more yeah. i think uh i think you're able to get there i uh i i could get that because this there's definitely is a lot of like um uh john henry irons does a thing and, and and daughter complains about it angst and it, and yeah and like without without a real perspective or without something to establish us taking her side it's going to come off as character doesn't want um hero to do the thing that we want here that we want to do the thing right you know it's it's um it's why people it's it's why it's difficult to get to get people into into bruce banner because Bruce Banner's right. going to spend the entire movie trying to keep the thing you came for away. Right. And that almost instantly makes those, like, by definition, that's an antagonistic person. Yeah. Literally, the only definition for yeah. an antagonist is someone stopping the hero from doing what they're, what they're trying to do. Right. And, and, and in this case, it's, it's, the, uh, it's, the, it's the biggest antagonist. You could, it's the biggest villain you could possibly have in the film because this is what I paid for. A hundred percent. And one of the people that she sets her sights on is Clark because on her earth, Clark killed her mother on her earth. It's because of Clark that, um, John Henry had to leave the way that he did. And she spent all that time suspended in space, um, before she was able to find him, thought he was dead, knew her mother was dead, been alone for so long. And then when she gets to this earth, she sees her mother again. It's not her mother though. And the person that her mother is married to is the person who killed her. Like yeah. all of that stuff is 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 a lot to to deal with. And plus the idea that she knows no one on this earth, she has no friends. I really like how they were able to integrate her and her family into um, Superman's family. But more so, I love that Clark realized that the best way to integrate her into the family was to step back and yeah. allow her the option to choose if she wanted to be a part of it as opposed to when if we first got there where he's like yeah i can stay in the house i can stay in the barn everything be gucci he's like you know what man i'm gonna get you far away and you guys when you feel like it come around and they did i think they both they both yeah. came around um I, come whenever you want i can hear from a mile away <laughs> it won't be a surprise yes they also <laughs> she also built a suit yes yeah we have a, a female steel suit um, she, she she got to do it before we redid. Yes, and who was it? Who was it in the thing? Was it his niece or something in the comic? Because she was in the Teen Titans. There was a oh, female... I had no idea actually. I didn't. I did not know this character was a thing. There was a female Steel. Okay, um, I've got to double check who that character was, but I thought that's mm. where they were going with this. Um, I I like that she made someone this... call Yogi. He knows these things. I, I like that she made this this the suit. I like that it's seemingly better than his. Okay. Um, 
I like that he tried to get her to destroy it, and she looked at him like, no, I don't break things, and walked away. Like, towards that last half is when I really, really started to mm. dig um, dig her progression with this, because it, it felt like she wasn't working out of fear anymore. When she was working out of fear, she felt irrational, as most of us do, right? When she was scared of our Clark, I'm like, hey, girl come on he's superman and when he was scared of john henry getting injured i'm like come on he's john henry but after a while i'm like i can see why she holds these things close they're literally the only things in her life to hold close so i totally got that i dug that she was cool with the boys i was wondering if they were trying to allude to her and john being a thing eventually yeah and then i was wondering if they were alluding to her and sarah being a thing eventually (laughs) yeah that one got a little weirder at at some point where uh, um yeah, I, I did start to think they were gonna put uh they were gonna put her with one with uh I, I say one of the brothers, but absolutely John. I, I started to think that was gonna be a thing. And then by the end of the season they, they, they try to they try to distinctly establish that that she is just a sister. I was like, okay. Yeah. And also Candace <laughs> shows up in the final episode. And I'm like, oh there she is. <laughs> There's Candace. I completely missed it. but by that point, between the breaks and everything, I forgot what that girl looked like. Yeah, they got some funnel cake or something at that Superman fair or whatever. But um, yeah, I I I think um Taylor Buck as Natalie, I think I think she she grew she definitely grew on me. Um, and some of those even even like that talk at the end where they're both standing in suspended space and they're like, well, this is it. <laughs> like it's all gonna be over, and she's able to tell him that she's proud of him and and all that. There, um, I also liked when she stood up for herself and is like. I built your suit. I built like half of the stuff here. You can't just bench me. Yeah. Um, which is a problem like a lot of the kids were having in this season. And it's a problem we have when we're kids. It's a very weird, awkward age to be a teenager and not be old enough to do certain things, but still want to be seen and have some sort of responsibility. It's extremely infuriating when you feel like you're being benched because you're quote unquote too young to understand or comprehend or. Yeah. Uh, do anything about things it's like so what am i supposed to do like just sit here like like as she said you know i'm not just going to sit here and let things happen um especially when she thought she lost her father once so that all comes full circle um Uh, you know i i i remember thinking to myself that like to some degree i guess kudos to them for for being comfortable being able to play that scene out not just inside the helmet. Yes. Yeah. But having these two, you know, almost indistinguishable from robots speaking <laughs> to each other. Two Halo in, characters. In the, talking, yeah, basically. Talking to each other. In the void yeah. of space. Um, and and it, it's, it's almost, poetic because that's where she was at one point, right? She was just floating yeah. between before she found the world. Yes. And it's, it's, it's kind of, you laugh at it these days because it's, um, it's, it's the Iron Man shot, and it's almost been played to death at this point. But what else do yeah. you do, right? <laughs> Am I mistaken, or were they trying to say that because of a concussion he received, like, does that thread dropped? Oh, when he when he went brainy and, and started referring to um Lois as her mother, and yeah, I thought that was going somewhere, and it just. 
kind of dropped. Maybe they weren't interested in exploring it any further, but it was like he calls her Lois and then everyone freaks out. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. And that was it. And I was like, oh. I was just so all tired. Right. That's all. Yeah. I guess so. There's, that's <laughs> another joke that I make in the reactions is you never see that man smile unless he's talking to Lois. Oh, he's geez. talking to Lois, ear to ear. Ear to ear. He can't help it. He can't yeah. help it. But everybody else, and I, and I, I did dig John Henry's uh, rapport with Superman, with Clark. Yeah. Like, they seem like boys now. They seem like homies and stuff, and they're, they're, they're there. They're there and they're down for each other. Um, the, John Henry's story seemingly ends with him talking to John Diggle, who's doing his best. John Stewart, getting the goatee, trying to, he's trying, really trying to get that right. You get I guess that, so. You get that Justice League fade, though, bro. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get that Justice League fade and line up, and you Gucci. Um, well, what about Justice You? Speaking of which, did um, Sam Lane says that he's seen other worlds? Where there's leagues of superheroes on other worlds mm-hmm. but the world that they currently live on superman is the only hero this was a we're, we're lucky to have them one yeah he, this was a throwaway line but seemingly establishes that this is not in the arrowverse yeah that's weird man i could understand not being in the arrowverse as a result of whatever the hell happened with the bizarro world and you know but um, I guess it just said it just said so matter of factly when we saw him team up with those heroes in Crisis. Yeah, and 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 this 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 actor as Superman is is so so established in um Supergirl? in Supergirl. Yeah, and uh and even the two children, the one child becoming two is like established in Supergirl, isn't it? It's established in crisis. That's how it ends. He yeah. picks up. Uh, he gets a call from Lois, and he's like, "Yeah, make sure you bring something home for the boys." And he's like, "The boys," and then, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. but you're right. Even he's mentioned in season one. He's shown in the first episode of season two in Supergirl. Yeah, super duper early. Yeah, uh, and so does, does he, he even remember not knowing he had two children? I. Th- I think he does because he seems surprised <laughs> that he had the one. the the ch- The child is a plot point. Was it sure. for Crisis? Was it for Crisis but, as well? But but like is I said, another he, planet. But what I mean to say is that he implies that like he didn't. He he only knew of one child, and then she says two. But he yeah. talks about these children like they've always been two. I I I get what you're I get what you, I get what you mean. Like they he didn't sit down with Lois and say, "Hey, listen, me and a bunch of heroes fucked things up, and now this is what the what the future <laughs> like, is." He talks. We about only it. had one kid. Now we have two. Help me out here. He's like, "No." Nah. He's like, "Yeah." He, he never even there's there's nothing strange about that other child. You want to talk about strange? When we saw the child being born, the child was a baby. Mick, Rory plays with the child. In that crisis crossover, oh uh, yes, that's ba- true. he's a baby. When we start this show, the kids are teenaged, and right. not only are they teenaged, but we are shown an origin story of sorts from the beginning of this Superman's career, how he met Lois, them getting married, yeah. You know? And so this is all a history that has not been established before. So and, and while you can while you can get away with with Clark having not aged today, Lois. Has not right. seen those 15 years. Right, right. And 
it feels like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, but I guess I never realized how blatantly they disregarded a lot of what would have made him fit in the Arrowverse. Like, if you want to consider that, you know, every Earth has a doppelganger, like, he's just a, a 1% change off of the Arrowverse Superman that we met. Yeah. And we could, we could accept that. We could accept that this is just another another one. Um, I thought everyone was making a big hoopla about it, so I thought it was something that the show made a big deal about as well. But I feel like that was just a throwaway line. You caught it. You caught it. You didn't. You didn't. Um, yeah. So. And uh, what was what was I thinking? Oh, um, I completely forgot that Morgan Edge is a different fucking person. Oh yeah, on that earth, on the other Earth, on the first Earth. Yeah, on Supergirl's like, Earth. There's a there that I completely forgot there was a Morgan Edge in Supergirl. So it's like, like I said, he, might, they might these might be more clues, right? That's it. Yeah, it's a completely different discrepancy, right? Yeah, that you probably have to think about. Um, it, it there there is no reference to, you know, um, it being the same Morgan Edge from Supergirl. Nor does nor does. Clark seemed to have any knowledge that, like, oh, this dude met my cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no, no presence of Lex Luthor, who, who was a huge presence in Supergirl towards the end, you know, um, and was established and thrown out there. You would think that they wouldn't yeah. have the restraint to not have Lex show up in a Superman show or a Superman property, but if they're on different Earths, then it's a different yeah. story. And and if you want to pull on that thread even more, the 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 John Henry Irons Superman is wearing the same outfit. Yeah. That the other jerk did. I forget the villain's name. Um. Uh, I knew it too. I just read it. You told <laughs> the guy with the guy with the book, right? Yes. Yeah. Deering. But he De- says Deacon Deering. De- uh, started oh, with a D. I just lost it. Uh, uh, that wasn't Crisis. What was it? Elseworlds. Okay. Yes. Yes. John yes. Deegan, I want to say, was his name, but I'm uh, I could be a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. But we've done it. We managed to talk about everything but the main event, which I'm very proud of that we got all that all those threads <laughs> out. Wait, uh, wait, where's Mark Henry? It's, th- it's time for the main <laughs> event. It's time. I want to talk about uh, Lois and Lucy Lane. Let's do it. So Lois and Lucy Damn, Lane. Wait, another thing that's discrepancy. Yep. Damn it. A hundred percent. A Lois massive discrepancy. Lois and Lucy Lane. Um, Jenna Dewan returns after being after portraying Lucy Lane in Supergirl. She shows up yes. here. Um, and her big thing is that we find out that when they were young, their mother left them. And when their mother left them, it made things incredibly hostile in the house as Sam was constantly working and Lois had to basically raise Lucy. Um, <laughs> that's, that, that's at least how they, that's at least how they put it. Uh, and so with Lois raising Lucy, Lucy felt as if Lois was being very hard on them when they were gr- hard on her when they were growing up. And yes. thus, just the same way like John felt like he was a disappointment, Lucy felt like she was a burden. And feeling like the other Lane sister, feeling like a burden, feeling like, you know, a chop liver, the black sheep, whatever you want to call it, she ends up bumping into Raya Kilstead's Ali Austin. Austin. Austin? Can, 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 
I want to say all stone, and it isn't. Can all we stone. point out that the actor's real name is more villainy than the? Name yes. Gave her? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Ali Austin mm-hmm. uh, is, is where we'll go. So she meets Ali. Ali is a self-help guru who seemingly is trying to get people to um, make themselves whole by using something she calls the inverse method. She says that there's another version of yourself that you have to merge with so that you can feel complete. And that's the whole that you're missing. Um, and we find out that she was gifted a pendant when she was young. Um, that we don't know much about. We find out that this pendant allows people to go into a bizarro version of our earth. And the bizarro version of her, Ali Austin, runs uh, the bizarro world. And thus, Mm -hmm. they are hoping to merge together to then merge both of the planes of these planets uh, together. And that's basically the main plot of this. the We're Superman. gonna bring it up a little later, but I feel like there was a missed opportunity to make Bizarro Earth flat. Yeah, yeah. The square is kind of funny though. It is, but once I saw it, I was like, I want to be a jerk about this. So bad. yeah, right. Um, I can't be trusted to write things. I'm gonna be an asshole. <laughs> we, uh, um, you know, one of the per- persons against Ali in the Bizarro world is our Bizarro Superman. We yeah. see from the episode bizarros in a bizarro world or something like that we get to see how the elves live a world where superman has um become a celebrity like a take on strangers in a strange land i think so and also uh, um it doesn't land the same it's funny that they're the (laughs) that they're the elves right like they're not they're not the kents they're not playing the kents no yeah they're not playing house if it will they're like they're they're celebrities and so they're the elves yeah, and and, um, and and I guess this is like this is almost a, a a Superman who is so out there that like like it, it, I guess it's a bigger point for them to take his identity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe because his identity is the money making one. I don't know how you'd square it. And I guess like it's like if you're Hulk Hogan, your daughter is Brooke Hogan. Your daughter's not Brooke Bolea. Right, right. Because <laughs> Hogan is the name. Yes. Hogan is the name that sells, so we're gonna that, we're doing yeah. all of it all. Yeah, it's it's not Bolea knows best, you know. Uh, how good was Tyler as Bizarro Superman, slowly becoming more and more unhinged? Uh, I I did enjoy that, and I and I I remember when the pictures came out, and I was just like, "What the heck is going to turn him into that Superboy?" Oh, I that's good. Okay, I I kind of enjoy that take on the Superboy being. The bizarre one, just because I always thought that version was kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, and also doesn't really uh, fit in the in the grand scheme of of it all. Not yeah. when Clark's around. Yeah. Look at my leather jacket and my black gloves and my <laughs> cool shades. I love when Clark and Lois are having an argument outside of the house, and he's like, "I do all this for you. What do you think I'm doing? All the press tours and all the autograph signings." <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, and are you taking drugs for me too?" He's like, that's not important. Yeah. <laughs> like they're seedy. They're seedy and they're kind of wrong and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um and it's a, the it's, same- a, it's it's a weird broken house with a lot of secrets. And everyone's like everyone's sort of pretending to keep it together. Yes. And the only person who can't seem to keep anything together is Jordan on that earth. 
Like he's doing yeah. his best My Chemical Romance, and he's also not. I don't think he has powers. I didn't see him have powers. I didn't see him use powers. Yeah, and, and it's almost just like, hey, remember all that stuff we wrote into the pilot? Just use it here. Yes, yes. <laughs> just, get just, quick... just double down on the pilot version right here. Just like Lucy, John feels like he is incomplete because his father will never see him as the kind of hero that he can be. And Allie's able to get her claws around that and able to, you know, um, kind of indoctrinate John. And also somehow Lana Lang. Are we told why she has superpowers? No, I don't think we are. No, I don't um, think we are. And so. Um, I think you know. it's just meant to be a surprise and like, like pull another character that's familiar and like, oh, right, that one's evil. So she has her own little army, that alley, and she's constantly communicating with our alley to kind of get this stuff done and 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 uh, worked out. And because of her kind of succeeding or succeeding slowly, Superman from that Earth does his best to come to our Earth. And when he does so, he's already so ravaged by his drug, his kryptonite overdose, I guess, or kryptonite. Yeah. He's taking, he's taking some sort of kryptonite drugs. He's scarred all over his face. All of his verbiage is backwards because he's from that other earth. Um, it, I kind of missed out on the Bizarro speak. I, you know, I, I feel yeah. like we missed out a little bit on Bizarro speak, but this totally works as well. The reverse of it all. <laughs> also, that, that doomsday fake out when, this, when he first got there. And they got him in the containment suit, and he pops yeah, up. Yeah, that the got that got like, me for a good week. Yeah, they did that with the Captain Luther of it all with um. Yeah, John Henry Irons. I completely forgot how that even worked. Like, how did we get from Captain Luther to John Henry Irons? The 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 thing calls him Captain Luther, the like AI or whatever. Yeah, but like, like, like you, by the end of it, you're just like, wait, why? Oh yeah, they had to yada yada like, oh, I stole it from my Lex Luther or whatever. Um, cause they want, just like you said, they wanted us to look in one direction the same way they do with Kyle only yeah. to pull the rug out from underneath us. No more one direction. Damn it. No, no. <laughs> um, this bizarre, Superman, <laughs> this bizarre Superman, um, basically it is kind of crazy. He murders some people. He murders that lady from the mines, completely yeah. turns her head all the way around. Um, and he is a danger. He's a threat. He's kind of what, why Anderson is so hot about the whole Superman of it all. Mm-hmm. And um, Anderson gets a little crazy. Anderson takes some XK and decides he's going to take down Bizarro. But one of the people that Superman has gone to for help, possibly the most unlikely person, and in the role of Loki Laufey's son is <laughs> Adam Rayner as Tauro slash Morgan Edge. <laughs> um, he's just doing Loki, right? My man's just doing Loki for this show, isn't he? I, I was like, okay. I just imagine he went to the, to the meeting and he's just like, okay, so what's the difference between that version of me and this one? Um, more British. Yes. Did you see Dark World? There's a whole scene where he's in the jail. He's playing around with the things in there. He knows he's a bad guy, but he's also kind of a good guy. Gets his brother to break him out, then disappears. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> Doing that here. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there is a lot of Morgan Edge reaching out for Clark in this. Did you always believe it? Was it something yes. that it's possible to believe? Yeah? You, you, you believed him from the beginning? 
Oh no no no! I I um... oh you saw it <laughs> you saw it but did you believe it? I saw it yes. No, I I always just sort of looked at it as like, I mean I th- I think there's, I think there's an element of it because season one certainly makes it out to be that uh, Talvo is really just trying to connect with family and believed he needed to 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 please his father in some way. Right and 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 to be fair, like for all the bad stuff he does, they make it very clear to you that Talvo is very much indoctrinated through torture. Yes, yes. So we're, like we're, that, dude, we're shown that that dude's brain is is scarred. Um, but at some point, like I I, I wasn't completely buying that the uh, the attempt the attempts to reach out to Clark weren't self-serving yeah i in the same way of loki i'm always waiting for that other shoe to drop if if that's the your phrase yeah you know? um and i'm always yeah some, something something's gonna go bad something's gonna go wrong don't 100 percent trust the guy but superman only trusts you 100 or none so you know yeah. he he goes whole hog on that um seeing there's always i feel like there's always that thing in tv shows and in, in films where like even when they see it coming there's just the concept of just like the antagonist is with you until your until your role in their plan has been fulfilled. Yes, yes, and that that's that's where I'm wondering at what point does being friends with Cal become inconvenient to what yeah. the grander idea is, and two things kind of put me over on on being nicer to Tao. One, mm. I honestly believe his explanation. I believe what he says when he says, I came to this earth, I found out I had a brother and that you were here. I reached out to you and instead you chose your family. And I kind of flipped out. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that is, that's kind of the events, how everything happened. He said, I, I, and it, there, there's a bit of, there's a bit of Man of Steel Zod in that, right? He's like, yo, this is for us yeah. and for our people. Isn't and- the, but isn't there pretty much a scene that's exactly like that? Yeah. Yeah, and as I said, like I, I offer, I'm offering you our world, our planet, our 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 people. heritage. Yeah, and you're I'm rejecting offering you Krypton. it. Yeah, and you're rejecting it. Um, and so that, but the other, come on, Bizarro Tauro, Bizarro Tauro <laughs> was so much fun. It was so much fun, and having him stand there and like be nervous for his wedding with evil lana and have clark sit there like come on no don't worry about it and him being like we're always going to be brothers don't ever don't ever worry about that i'm always going to be by your side i'm just like i want this to be on our earth too i want i want them (laughs) to have this sort of relationship and um he's good at playing sincere whether or not he's being sincere or not he's really good at playing sincere um and whenever he does like the whole like you know i've only ever wanted you brother or you know any of that right. stuff, I'm like, you're right you're right Tal. you're right um and now i know morgan edge is a comic book character but is talvo an original one or no I, I fully believe that he is a wholly new creation for this okay um which i guess allows them to do whatever the hell they want with him yes yes it certainly does uh Tauro is not coming up on any searches besides yep besides um Superman and Lois 
Man and Lewis. Uh, I I think he's funny. Like you know, I think he's genuinely funny. I think he has wit. Um, you know, he, he was reading something, and Clark's like, "I didn't take you for an uh, Earth h- history buff." And he's like, "There's only so mm. many times you can read a fault in our stars." <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah, my man, my man, stressed out here, and he, I love that he's like, "I need you to help me." Okay, how are you gonna help me? And he's like, "I'm not gonna get you out of here." He's like, "I wouldn't even ask for that because I know you're not gonna give it to me. I just want my brother." And I was like, right. "Damn." Damn, like, and come on, you're telling me you didn't beam from ear to ear when you turned that corner, he's there with the flowers. <laughs> he's there <laughs> in the living room <laughs> with the flowers for Lois. Like that, he's trying, he's Kyle, he's trying. If you love people, you have to follow that up with action, and he's doing that in this. Um, uh, who, I... which, which siblings did you dig more, Kyle and Tal or the Lane sisters? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Which which siblings did you did you dig more? The brothers, oh. the Kryptonian brothers or Lucy and Lois? Um Oh, uh, the Kryptonian brothers, just because I think I spent I, I may have asked you about this, but I think I spent a lot of the the Lucy and Lois thing just going Is this the same Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they would get they would get on the same page and then Lucy would just flip the hell out. Constantly. Like they would get at the same page at the football game and then Lucy would flip the hell out. And they get at the same page at the dinner table, and then Lucy flipped the hell out. Then Lucy's drugging up her father. Sure. And you're like, what's going on here? But at some point at some point the the timeline and, and I guess once again, this is this is more to say about them getting away from the Elverse of it all. The more they sort of talk about the timeline of Lucy and Lois and and and, and the and the Lane family. The more I start to go, okay, at which point did she even fit getting into the military and her relationship with Olsen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like wondering this... if that, I wanted to say, because she was talking about like bad things happening in her life, right? And I wanted yeah. her to be like, you know, and the boyfriend I lost to this blonde had, chick. Yeah. <laughs> I had a pretty, pretty bad breakup and, and you know, it was, just, it was a little weird. But like that never even is a thing that happens. And it, it seems like the timeline doesn't even have any actual room for it. At some point, I think I think it's just actually affected me. I think at some point, because it wasn't, because I started to doubt whether it was the Lucy Lane I knew, I started to lose interest. Because there's no grab, there's no gravity, there's no gravity to the to the situation. It's just a strange, there's, there's almost no gravitas layer. to. There's no gravitas to the Lane family, and at that point, I was at that point, I was just like, "Y'all should have treated this like Morgan and got a different actor." Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they did what they did on purpose. Like I said, I I don't of understand. Course. I don't understand the subterfuge if this wasn't the same Earth. Or when did they make that distinction? You know, maybe they did. Maybe that's where all the fucking delays and hiatuses were. It was to be like, okay, uh, we kind of got to figure out how to tell everyone this isn't the same Earth because we're about to shut all the Arrowverse down <laughs> show by show, and we need this one to land on its own Earth. Even if you put it on the same Earth as a uh, Star Girl, I'd be fine. But I guess this does. Sure, I don't know what I don't know what Earth that's on. But it's what one could argue a world with Superman is you don't really need anyone else. And I guess that's what they, they're scared. You of, could, like, sure. 
why isn't he saving everybody in the flash why isn't he saving everybody in you know the various people that are still around on that earth one prime earth or whatever i mean i'd argue that's always this the the kryptonian problem of it all right like you know um uh i was talking to yogi about this the other day it's like no man's land happened no man's land happens for two years and someone's just like why does it just Superman just show up and build the bridge? I... Yeah, yeah, like Gotham is <laughs> Gotham is dire, you know, like people are dying and all these earthquakes and stuff. It's like, oh no, no, we're good. Like, like Clark and Carr could come in here and get that bridge done in a day. Why does he? Just... <laughs> yeah, it should be. It should be you a know, lot, a lot simpler than that. You, you, you put yourself in a in, in a position where everyone ends up asking that question. Of where, whenever anything gets too big, it's like, well, where's Superman? Yeah, I, <laughs> they, they do that right with the already. MCU, right? They do that with the MCU. It's like, uh, is no one free to do this? They literally had to say in um, Far From Home, like everyone's gone, everyone's gone. <laughs> we we went yeah. through the list; they're all gone. Yeah, was- and, and uh, it's it's sort of interesting because, like, unless you know what the timeline is, the uh, the TV shows don't really tell you where anyone is at the time that the, that those things are going down. And you're sort of left with the idea that, like, wait. If we don't know where War Machine is. We don't. Banner's simply somewhere in a, in, a, in a hologram with one arm. Yes. Yeah. And we're not even sure if he's still Banner or still Banner Hulk. <laughs> Be vague so you don't have to answer questions, which is exactly what yeah. this does at various freaking yeah, yeah, points. Yeah. Uh, I and also I think Jenna Dewan has sharp teeth. I don't I, I don't have any proof behind it. But every time I see <laughs> Lucy Lane, she looks like she bites. Is that how you felt? <laughs> yeah, I feel like she bites. I'm like she looks like she bites. Yeah. I think it's the incisors. They're they're a little sharp. I think she I think she maybe she played a vampire once or twice. Maybe. But um, a lot but of no, this yeah. a lot of this is about pulling Lucy from the edge. A lot of this is about pulling yes. Lucy from um the clutches of Ali. But to be honest, at every point she did exactly what Ali wanted her to do. To the point that she almost got her father killed because of Ali. And yeah. I don't even think was still convinced at that point that she wasn't on Ali's side. <laughs> um Yeah. I yeah, it, you know uh I'm so, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm beating the dead horse at this point, but yeah, it's just it was really difficult for me to stay to stay invested in, in the Lucy Lane story, the more I felt disconnected from this Lucy Lane still played by Jenna Dewan. Right. Like, that, that's weird at that point, man. I, you can't I, just I, put I can, actors in the same role and, and tell me it's a different person. That's weird. I, I can understand that. I think what helped um, the Lucy of it all for me was they have a conversation where Lucy um, explains how she saw their childhood okay and and how she saw how Lois treated her and stuff like that i don't know if it's through herself or through ali and i've experienced this but they've rewritten the context of her childhood they okay reassessed it re-looked at it you know and to her now her mind is made up lois treated her the way she treated her because she hated her right because she was a burden that those to her are factual statements they're not statements to be debated and when Lois hears this, she's like, what? Because Lucy is so sure. And yes. that's what people do oftentimes. They they create a story that fits in their logic centers and they believe that story long enough. And um, 
I think we were talking about this with the lie, right? With the lie of identities and stuff. Like you do it for so long. Oh no, um, Kyle's talking about this with the lies. He's like, you do it for so long that you just, it becomes the truth. Yeah. Um, you saw it as someone uh, to bring up another film that, that I, uh, hopefully enough people listening have watched so that it doesn't <laughs> make sense. Um, you saw it with um, the movie you did not care for in The Adam Project, where the whole point yeah of Ryan Reynolds' issue with his father is the fact that he only remembers the bad stuff. Yeah. And yeah. that bad stuff has become the entirety of it, the totality of his relationship with his dad, and he doesn't remember the times that he stuck around to play catch. Yeah. Completely recontextualized very... the entire relationship. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I know, like, I, I've gone through it too. Like, my, I know what it's like to sort of have um, like the exposure of your childhood and, and, and have it recontextualized to the point where it changes your, your it changes a lot of your memory. Yeah. And it's really hard to uh, it's really hard to change how a memory is colored once new information gets involved. Yeah. And sometimes it's literally just a third party hearing the craziness that you've you've created out of logic and going yeah. Uh, no. What I, that, that that's not what happened. What actually that happened? Didn't happen. then, and you were either being taken advantage of, or you were, you know, you weren't being paid attention to, or something like that. Like, um, we as humans, we crave logic for our issues so that we know not to step into them again. And she has decided that her family does not love her, and she needs to then be away from her. She's she said several times. They've never done anything for her. I don't believe any of those statements. I just right. believe she has convinced herself that that has to be the truth, which gives her only one out. Go with Allie and become whole. And Allie's right. able to get to that other side. She's able to use dependence to become a god. And even though they, des they destroy the pendants, the last act of this show is Allie trying to pull the two universes together. They use the word blip. Uh, uh, Superman says something like, I think they just blipped out or something like that. And I was like, can you do that? Are we doing that? Mm -hmm. Blip. Um, uh, I, I do think the, the, the context of that that works perfectly is, is sort of like all you really have to do is to present somebody with, with that void in your, like, in your mind or in your heart and with enough information you can recontextualize anything to be the reason. Yeah. You know, and if, and if you're a cult leader, right. And you yeah. have all that to work with, absolutely. you can totally spin something out. You know, you can totally, when, when, when someone's yeah. looking for answers, you can provide them. <laughs> right. And it's, it's like they said at the town hall meeting, sometimes people just want answers, even if they're not the right ones, even if they're not, you know, even yeah. if they don't even sound right. So they just long need as they something, something to believe in. Something to hold on to, man. Something to hold on to. Um, so Ali's parasite from the comics. That's that's who the characters portray. <laughs> We're just gonna just come out and say it. Yeah, and they. I wish they would have because all they kept saying was she's like a parasite. She's some sort of parasite. Acting like a parasite. She's an yeah. energy parasite. She's parasite. I admit, it took me a. It took me a few moments. It took me a few repeats to actually get what they were doing because, like, you can get away with that word, but once they started. Bopping it in, I was just like, oh no. I got impatient <laughs> and I Googled the name and I found out that it was Parasite. <laughs> and I just kept wondering when they were going to allude to it. Because Parasite, if anyone knows the actual, you know, character, 
um, is a monster. It's it, it's a is it looks like a parasite. It looks like a weird, um, you know, grotesque being. So seeing her as a woman, like a regular looking human woman, I didn't. I was wondering if there was ever going to get to a point where she became monstrous and all this other kind of stuff. But she was able to siphon using the the pendant. It was able to siphon people's powers, and then even after the pendant, was able to absorb all of Clark's to the point that he had none at one point. So actually, um, it's interesting for me because the my first exposure to Parasite is a Superman the Animated Series. And same. that's just a dude in a purple suit. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the... <laughs> or a hot the, pink suit, whatever. Like it's, in Man of know. Tomorrow, it's actually the bigger, the bigger monstrous thing, right? Um, I think it's... I think it's Secret Origin. Secret Origin? Yes. Okay. Because I, I think that's the first... I think that's his first villain. I think he, yeah, he gets the Metro- like they do the origin story. He gets the Metropolis, and then he meets this dude who just like you know he just mooches off people for sympathy, and then he and then you know like he's like, like a parasite, some sort of yes. parasite, <laughs> right? Which manifests, of course, into you know him becoming this monstrous blobby thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh-huh. like that. Uh, that was the first time I saw the monstrous version of him, which I was just like, "Whoa, what is this?" I just know a dude in a suit. <laughs> right, right. Uh, one of the people that, who that's up, cartoons for kids for you. One of the people who ended up getting a bit monstrous was Anderson when he ends up trading on the America America, I guess, and <laughs> going with Ali. She uh, uh, at one point arrests mm. Superman, um, but then eventually, like I said, Hoff's FK. Uh, uh, XK becomes an acolyte of Ali's, goes through the portal, and then sees his other self be murdered, and then uh, ultimately chooses to join the fight for good, as well as that bizarro Tauro. And um, both are killed mm-hmm. for their efforts. Both die at the hands of Ali. Um, I actually think Superboy kills our Anderson. Gave him like a choke slam to death, uh, <laughs> and, then, and he spit up blood. He maybe knew, he, he, he didn't come back. Um, I just remember like like one of his like I I think to, right before the end of his life, he was just like, yeah, I screwed up, didn't I? He was, it was yes. like, yep. Um, a tweaker Anderson, when his hair's all yeah. crazy, he keeps yeah. tweaking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, my man's on the stuff. The XK's got him all trippy, but yeah, he's like all this time. <laughs> I was the bad guy, and I'm like, yes. Are we yes, the bad guy? He he literally was like, oh, so wait, like you were protecting your family, yeah, all this time, and, and Superman's like, what did you think? Like, what did you think all this was? But I love that he goes, you know, you know, uh, you know, I'm gonna save you, whatever. And he's like, I, even after everything I'm I've done, he's like, yeah, everyone's worth saving, and I'm like, that's why I do Leo, the Leo DiCaprio, you know, that there, <laughs> Superman, boom. Got him right there. Um, I I will say I I remember giving you a lot of gu- I I remember giving you guff for a little bit there, because uh, <laughs> I was just like that ex kryptonite is about to take over the green light game. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on the streets. <laughs> I'm assuming it's still on the streets, and everyone's finding all these uses for it. They use XK to coat their suits. Yeah, no, that's some sort of uh, you know, deterrent. Um, that's that's the series I want. 
That's the series I want. Tobias Will and his green light trying to trying to get the drug game back from the from whoever's putting out the XK. Yeah, he finds out there's a bunch of people pushing XK. He'll be over it. Uh, the, I, but like, un, uh, until XK gets a rap theme song, Green Light <laughs> wins this round because I love the fact that there is a song about a fictional drug in a superhero television show, and it's not even a bad yes. song. Uh, and and in all in in like in in the grand scheme of parody songs, it very much sounds like a regular hip-hop song which always just glorifies drug use so it just sounds yeah. like one of those <laughs> where it's like take it, one it, of it, these it, hits it'll fit amazing like, it's oh, totally plausible not great not great um once oh, ali man. once ali gets closer to, to her plan um we have this humongous moment where it is decided that to before they go any further lana should know about clark kent being superman mm -hmm. and in a very beautiful scene um, Clark is able to tell her that he's Superman and she flips out, uh, and feels betrayed over the whole thing, yes. but decides that she's not mad at Clark. She's mad at Lois. what do you think of all of this? I even saw the face you just made. What did you think of all of, um, Mayor Lang's, uh, reaction to the, uh, Kents? Um, that, that that that's what you call misdirected anger. Yeah, which is like, yeah. I need to be mad at somebody, but I can't be mad at him because it all makes sense. Because he's Jesus, so I'm gonna so... be mad at her. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like he's literally Jesus, so I can't get mad at him. I can definitely. So I'm get gonna mad go be mad at Mary. <laughs> yeah, and you, she know she had to have known some of the things she was saying was not true. Or that you know that it wasn't that Lois was was that all of the any of it was fake and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Lois has put a lot just, in her place. I'm just season, saying right? a lot of people, a lot of people need to go see the therapist that Lois was seeing in season one. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe she should keep seeing that person because, like I said, she has she's taking shit from Lucy. She's taking shit from Lana. She's gonna take shit from Chrissy for the whole season. She's gonna take like, a lot of shit from Chrissy every time she comes to work. In season two, she gets attitude and eye rolls and, and all this other there, kind of crap. There, there's there's a there's a beauty to Chrissy, I, even though I don't think it's expressed in the show. There's sort of a beauty to Chrissy where it's just like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, your your poll is surprise winning Lois yeah. Lane. No yeah. one's put you in your place for a long time, have they? Yeah, she's snapping the whip at like a two computer newspaper. <laughs> You know, um, and she's, yeah, she's really cracking the whip over there and not being able to tell people that Clark is, is uh, Superman has really put her on the outs with people like Chrissy, with people like Lana, with, um, not with Lucy, but you know, it, with her dad at one point, you know, yeah, until everything was figured out. So we find out how dangerous it is to have this secret out there. Cause once Lana knows she tries to decide whether or not she's going to tell her daughter, and um it's this she decides against it thinking that she could keep the craziness of the whole superman thing away from her but ultimately when lana breaks into the school evil lana breaks into the school and tries to kill her um yes they decide to kind of just let everybody know i and i liked how sarah deduced it i mm -hmm. like that that her sitting in the passenger seat and being like wait a minute <laughs> like uh jordan had powers and you didn't even flinch 
And wait a minute, you had to tell me something the other day and you didn't even tell me that. Which also meant that that day you walked out for six hours, you probably weren't even, you know, doing whatever you said you were doing. Yeah. Really, really, really smart girl. Really astute girl. Um, I, you know what that reminds me of? That reminded me of, um, what was it? Spider City or Spider, Spider Island. Island? Yeah. Yes. Where the girlfriend deduces that Peter Parker is Spider-Man because... When everyone gets spider powers, Parker's the only one that seems to be naturally skilled at it. <laughs> yeah, like nothing ever happened. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. You took to this way too easy. Everyone's flailing about like weirdos. My favorite version of this is the Patty Spivet. It's still the Patty Spivet. Yes, it's yes, that's right. Calling, calling your superhero boyfriend, pretending to be in danger, and then being like, yep, knew it. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Freaking, uh, really, 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 really good stuff. But once she finds out and about the Jordan of it all, the, and that they sent me to another show. <laughs> yes. Um, Jordan and, and Sarah are, are okay. I wouldn't say they're dating or anything, right? It, does, it looks like they're going to start from scratch, be friends, try to be honest to one another about um, Jordan's secret. Uh, um, and Sarah has to keep it now. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Um, Cal is able to get his powers back after Addy took him by being thrown into the sun. I love the whole conversation where he's like, I, I need you to throw me into the sun. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, I think that's what my mom was saying. <laughs> I didn't get the whole message, but I think she said, throw me into the sun. And they're like, uh, no, we're not doing it's that. like, that could kill you. She said that too, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the last thing I caught. Like, um, and, uh, and, they- and, and suddenly everyone thinks that, you know, Clark has the same concussion that uh, yeah, yeah, John yes. had. That John had. Well, they did a they did a brilliant job in that episode prior, where he doesn't have any powers of him feeling useless. You know, yes. he really felt useless, and he kept getting frustrated because he couldn't do anything. And Lois sits him down and has a beautiful pep talk with him, and says that it's not actually his strength or his speed or any of that kind of stuff that makes him a hero. It's his ability to inspire, and he's able to go to the town hall meeting. And once he gets there, everyone kind of shuts up because he's Superman. He goes right. there and he, he lets everybody know what the deal is and they they have to accept it because Superman's here. Um Yeah. Um it's it's an interesting a bit of trust. I think uh the only other reference I have for it is in the comic books where like they they sort of they they, they give the same level of reverence to to Steve Rogers. It was like when Steve Rogers speaks, you know, the point's been made. Yeah. And yeah. everyone just sort of listens. Yeah, he doesn't mince words. If he's talking, it's, it's for a reason. And they were giving Lana a lot of shit, but when Superman showed up, they didn't really give him any guff, uh, which shows how much that this town respects him. Uh, you know, it's not the, it's not the, uh, does the world need a Superman kind of, <laughs> kind of universe? Right. Um, they throw him into the sun. He, th- there's a beautiful scene of him basically almost being ripped apart by the sun before he gained. Ga- we're we're going to get, we're going to get back to that line, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> does um, the world need a Superman? Hmm. Does the world, that's, oh dear. There was something, there was something there at the end there that made me go, hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. I, oh, I also thought it was pretty cool that when he was powerless, you know, they were like, okay, then John Henry and um, Jordan have to step up. And I'm like, <gasps> that's Reign of the Superman. You know, Superman's yes. gone. Steel yes, and fucking is. Superboy have to have to 
step up. I was like, what a little thing, but it means so much. And just like All Star Superman, he's charged up by the by the sun. The freaking threads in his suit are glowing. <laughs> um, um, you know what was interesting? You 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 thought of All Star Superman, and for some reason that wasn't. Um, that wasn't the reference I took from it, even though um, it, it totally makes sense. Because mm-hmm. um, the whole point was like, the whole point was that they threw him into like a red sun, right? The one they threw him into. The, no, they threw him in the regular sun. Okay, because that I, I I remember that becoming part of the conversation, and then so maybe I got lost into it because uh oh I I think he I think he brings up the red sun because I think Tal Ro jumped into it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. I also I know that I think the other world was trying to bring a red sun, but remember the power wasn't all the way there. They they found out that it was it was phasing in the red sun from the okay. Zara world was phasing in, but it didn't phase in all the way. So they so used our missed- sun. Yeah. Yeah. So I probably misunderstood the line there because it, it it sort of reminded me personally of um that weird thing in with New Fifty Two Superman right toward the end where he sort of supercharges himself on Kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he um, solar flares and basically dies. Essentially, <laughs> he fights, yes. He fights. Um, was it Rao? I miss. No, I think it was. I think it was Zod. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you talking about um, the 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 new fifty two New fifty two. I have yeah. no idea who he was fighting at the end of that. I just know he he. he I just know he blew up and died. Uh, I'm trying. Final days of Superman. I could have sworn it was. Um, he was fighting Rao. God Rao. Yeah, Rao God is God. definitely a, a villain. One of his villains, but they won't tell me here. That's weird. That's very weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know when, um, when that character showed up. But yeah, I'm not getting a clear <laughs> answer here. I had but, to fight my gods. God damn it. Yeah, Ra Rao is a uh, fictional character in DC Comics Universe. Um New 52. I didn't know he was actually like a villain they fought. That's that's different. Yeah, Rao <laughs> Rao is later killed by Superman above the earth. That's how I remember it happening and he falls down. Okay. So yeah, so then I misunderstood it because I I thought this was the same gimmick as like uh, I'm gonna overcharge myself on kryptonite, like oh I'm gonna overcharge myself on red sun energy and make myself go fucking crazy. I like glowing Superman. That looked really cool. Him that was a very cool look, and, and they, they and they made it look really good. Yeah, and that they do the, the time. They do that. It's Dad. It's Clark. It's Superman. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I was like you. I I I am a sucker for this. I'm just do it. I don't care. I'm a sucker again. Rule of cool. That's probably the that's probably the freshest attempt at it's a bird. It's a plane I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's just in awe. Everyone just believes him. He, they're in awe. I can't even explain how he separated the Earths. He just like Superman punched. The I don't think anybody can. It just happened, and we all accepted it. He spun around them. To gain momentum and then did like a superman punch into the ground and then blinding yeah. light and then everybody was good and i was like i don't like like i i i i i tried to take it as sort of like he he expended all the energy that he had stored up from being inside the sun but i like like th- then that leads to the question of like but how did that oh, shut up accept it yes 100 percent. 
<laughs> off 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 uh topic but i i love that like for some reason both john henry and sam lane like rocking these uh furry leather jackets like <laughs> leather jacket with fur collars <laughs> part of me wants to think one saw the other in it and was like i i need to get that like <laughs> i could totally make that work and at one point when they're working together it's just two dudes in leather jackets <laughs> With fur, yeah, two old army dudes with leather jackets and fur, and I'm just like, wow, you 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 two need a spinoff. We need we need to do something with you guys. It gets cold in Smallville. Yes, it does. Um, the Superman's it's, it's, able. It's the lack of trees, <laughs> especially if uh, Homeboy's freezing them with his ice breath just to show people that he's Superman. God damn it, Jordan. Uh, so the way things end with this, um. Superman starts a brand new Fortress of Solitude in the ocean, which I believe is reminiscent of Superman Returns. Yes, which, which this is that was the one where I was just like, of really? all things to reference, yeah, like really, all, we're yeah. doing the fucking crystals. I'm sorry, to it could have been worse. Like... They could have done Jordan Super Stalker Jordan outside of Sarah's window. Freaking, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Trying to just, I'm just keeping tabs, you know. That's all I'm doing. Just keeping tabs. I, I was almost like, I was almost like disappointed that they didn't like. If we're gonna do the crystal part, that we didn't do the whole like. Wow, that's really great. That's really great, Clark. Wait for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, but they're also talking about that john would be allowed also in the fortress yes. i don't know how he'd get there but they're saying that they might show him some kryptonian tech maybe see some body armor some battle armor i mean um but it'll be really right. cool to see to see where things go there but like that has to be international waters right i would believe so you would think that would cause <laughs> some sort of some sort of issue yeah like speaking of you can't exactly go into Chinese sea space and be like, hey, I'm just going to put my build my here. house here. I'm building a house here. <laughs> Speaking of just going places and doing things, Tauro goes to Bizarro World to live? Yeah, what's happening there? This is my thing. He seems very intent on finding out who his wife is. Why? Yeah, I, I, oh, I didn't no. Oh what? no! <laughs> what did I miss? Okay, because <laughs> at some um, point I almost didn't even know which Tauro that was. I was just like, "Our ta- um, Tauro from Bizarre World is dead. Ali killed his ass." Um, That's what I thought. He was in a he was in a jail cell and Ali killed him. Yeah, our, my our... Prob- my problem with that was that because you said he like the evil Tauro was just like you know Loki, but by the end of the episode, our Tauro was acting just as cheery and funny about it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, gone full the circle same with guy. But my thing is, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, um, Tauro, from the very beginning, once he found out that he, there was another version of himself, he wanted to know who he was married to, right? Okay. I think part of him wants to know this because there was a version of, he's thinking to himself, there's a version of me that was able to put it past the genocide of humanity for Krypton. <laughs> And mm. found somebody, got with them, and was happy from all accounts from this story. So maybe if I find There's this person. There's a version of me that figured it out. Yeah, and maybe if I find this person, I can figure that out. Now, to my knowledge, I believe out that Lana is gone. The evil Lana, super, yeah. super Lana, I think she's gone. But 
Mayor Cushing is still here, and Mayor Cushing is single. Uh, what are the odds? Fun. What are the odds, GT, that next season Tauro tries to woo Lana? Oh, uh, that's going to end poorly. With Kyle in the background, with Clark in the background, with all of that. <laughs> that's a uh, bit sticky, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that is a bit sticky. It, it, it's a good thing Kyle doesn't know that he's Superman because then he'd really have to pick sides. Right, right. <laughs> And then it becomes the new 52 Wonder Woman and Superman of it all, where Steve Trevor's like, how am I supposed to compete with that? Look what he can do. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do with that? It just, he just stopped trying. Yeah. Um, now, Tao can't show his face anybody anywhere else because Morgan Edge is a wanted criminal, to my knowledge. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, what, I don't what, get how that works either. Like, what bar was he in? Because the, the patients in there were not your typical... Well, there he's they, he was in the bar that he met Lana, where other him met Lana. Okay, so he's just on the other side. Yeah, he just went to the other side, but he seemingly went to the other side to find out who was his wife. So all I could think of is that he'll mm. find a picture or something and be like, "Well, let me try to f- be in that guy's footsteps," because him and him and Cal were seemingly best friends. So if I can following his footsteps maybe there's redemption for me as well all i gotta do is get with that same lady that i got with on the other planet and she's single i guess i'm struggling to remember the part where like uh tavo gets to sort of freely move back and forth i didn't know that there is a part but there i guess they've established that that portal is still there in the mines they didn't they didn't blow up the mines the portals uh, still exist as an entry and exit point, but I feel yeah. like someone should take care of that. A hundred percent. And I also <laughs> feel like I also feel like no one questioned if everyone was okay. Like remember there was a big deal where Superman's like, oh, we can't just like throw a bomb through the portal because we'll be killing all those people on the other side and they're slaves to Ali. Right. I, there's never been any talk about like, did he check to see if everybody was okay after this? Did he no, he was fine. He went and they, they had funnel cake and, and all was well in Smallville. And, 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 and seemingly there would be the obvious vacuum of power now on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what Tal does with his time. Maybe, maybe, he uh, becomes, maybe he becomes a god on that earth. I uh, became mayor too. Yeah. Jordan should still be there. I want to say. I think Lois goes back, you know. Um, the but... corpse pride thing. Yeah, yeah, but it was really cool to see all her weird followers in the middle of the street just waiting, waiting to be merged. Yeah, I was like, oh god, that's gonna be one of those weird things where it's just like we, we, we sort of prioritize the the health and safety of these people. By the way, we're never gonna check up on them. No, no, <laughs> no. And I wonder if just their existence allows for more story. Like if they were like, you know, we're not going to blow this thing up because there's a possibility to get more out of this. Maybe. Um, it's a shame we no more Bizarro Superman. Yeah. You know, Anderson killed his ass. But um, that dude went out. That dude went out rough. Yes, he did. Um, what? So season's done. What do you think we'll be getting for season three? Is there anything you want for season three? Where do you where could you see some of this stuff going? Um, well, we 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 can talk about what they've already established for season three. Sure. Uh, fresh out of my memory of Superman the animated series, 
we we get this world this world's previously established big air quotes version of John Diggle coming to speak to John Henry Irons mm-hmm. about the man who may have murdered the John Henry Irons of their earth, Bruno Mannheim, leader of Intergang. Yeah, if you read any Superman comic, you've heard of Intergang. You know, Lois has had some issues with Intergang. Um, it's who- almost Lois's prime villain. Right. Who is Bruno Mannheim? Is he um, someone from the comics? I uh, I only know him again. This is another one where, like, I know Bruno Mannheim from the cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was a main. He was one of the, I think, a reoccurring villain in the Superman the animated series cartoon as just like uh the leader of that little crime syndicate that just you know too sticky, hard to catch. Yeah. He's seeming like uh like a like Superman's Carmine Falcone. As I'm looking in a sense, this. yes, yeah, big mobster, little mustache, um, <laughs> but yeah, he is in the gang. Um, what is this? Okay, I think someone just yeah, someone was just writing up about it. Wow, this article uh, okay. came out. When did it? Or it was last it, year. It came out right on time. Oh okay. no, it was like it was last year. I'm trying to figure out. So they they it debuted. Inner Gang debuted in 1970, and Superman and pal, uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Mm. Um, oh um, yes, okay, I remember. Yes, I just oh I just remembered exactly um exactly how his story ends. Bruno or in the in the in the cartoon, yes. Okay. Um, where. Bruno, I, I doubt any of this will happen next next season, but Bruno Mannheim finds himself making a deal with Darkseid. Of all people. Of all people. And and, and Darkseid pretty much says, if you do if you do this thing I want for you, I will make you a king. It's like, okay. Bruno's totally down with the ambition. Um hijinks ensue, but but Mannheim does work for him, and Mannheim gets uh, essentially, you know, he 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 gets Darkseid the things he wants, and starts to believe that Darkseid is going to renege on the deal. He said, "He's like you. You said you were going to make me a king. Come through on your side." He right. says, "Yes, I am going to make you a king, the king of fools." Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, hey, that's why you should never do dealings with uh, weird interdimensional beings. <laughs> Are, and, is that is that too crazy? Like, are you saying that there's no possibility we poke into I, Dark Side with this? Um, I don't know about Dark Side on season three of a TV show. I mean, his ass popped up in season what ten of 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 Smallville or whatever. Did he? There's a if not him, I know Doomsday did. And I was like, what? I know Doomsday did. And that that upset me greatly. <laughs> no, yep, definitely Darkseid appeared. He was the main antagonist of the 10th and final season of the TV series. Oh, that's disgusting. You don't really see him. You see like no? glo- you see like glowing eyes and, oh, and, and, and you, can, you can see the shape of of that weird helmet thing that he rocks. It's a lot but, of implied Darkseid. Yeah, yeah. Um so I wonder if they go that route. Maybe, you know, maybe tell don't show and then you show him in the next season. I'm always scared because as the longer a show goes, the easier it is for it to fall through the cracks and just absolutely go off the rails. 
but this show hasn't done that yet and i'm very thankful that it hasn't i really really like this season um i really liked everything that that went on all the strife felt right all the conclusions that people came through felt right um there, there's characters and like well, we just we just reviewed umbrella academy and there's certain uh, motivations there that even though you know i understand them it made me not like the character there's not many characters in here i didn't dig and by doing the whole thing i said before with kyle and switching the out the you know calling the the, the bartender for the open mic night they they've made careful steps to make people everyone redeemable show everyone how superman would see them that that you know even people like lucy are redeemable at the end of the day yes um, um even if they're not the same person um even if they're not the same person. <laughs> It's gonna bother me for a while. I should. I'd love if, if we're playing. If we're playing that kind of game, bring me a Kara. Bring me uh, a Kara. If 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 there's no Kara on this earth, if he doesn't have, I mean, he has one somewhere, right? I do that. Figure that out. Sure. Uh, I I mean, I guess I may as well accept it at this point. But like, oh man, is that is that is that really weird after having seven seasons, six seven seasons of established Supergirl, and then. I don't know. I I I'm I'm led to assume that this is still the same fan base. I would like to believe. I don't know who comes. This is feeling like, you know, um, like like multiverse of madness. Like who's going to multiverse of madness being their first Marvel film? Right. Right. Like if you're watching that, you're 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 in with everything else, and it might be the same thing with this, where you you're carried on from the Arrowverse. So it's it's a bit weird to kind of yada yada the canon of that and be like, oh, this is somewhere else. If you think that majority of your fan base are people who followed you up until this point because of the Arrowverse, yeah, it's very weird. and especially when you can sort of pick and choose like whether or not you know we're gonna we're going to recast or just bring back the same actors to play different. Uh, I, I I guess it, it, it's it's totally fine to, to you know bring use the same actors to play different versions of that character like all sorts of multiversal projects do it but you'd have to believe there is a clear distinction and the distinctions on the show were not very clear until so basically this little line toward the end. Here's the thing: I think that that's intentional as well too okay. because i think i you know to me they're doing what the mcu is doing with the marvel netflix sure where they're like they're they're close enough that you you can still get the jollies of recognizing right. and remembering things but they're not the one you know they can't if if, if, if you want to head cannon you're the same they're the same we're not going to give you enough rope to hang yourself with a hundred percent and it's 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 the captain carter uh you know it's the captain carter in um multiverse of madness is all that stuff it's like it's a version we don't have enough proof to say it's our version so we but it sounds good to say it's ours from what if right Uh, but maybe it's not so it's it's the same thing here where they're like oh you know what happened what did happen what didn't happen who knows who And even then, they're, they're and even then they're very cagey about whether or not you know some of that stuff is still canon because we brought back the Jarvis actor from Agent Carter to play Jarvis again, right? Without even establishing whether or not that show happened. And by ending this show with the second most tenured Arrowverse actor 
in the history of the yeah. Arrowverse <laughs> yeah. kind of makes people think a certain way, you know? Um, yeah, um, I think... Yeah, Diggle's probably got <laughs> close to as many episodes as, like... Because I believe The Flash just broke the record. Or just established yeah, the record. Yeah, yeah. And across that, like, Diggle's got to have one of the highest numbers of appearances with a full show... Plus him popping, bouncing around the, the crossovers and the guest appearances, and then this. Yeah. Um. God, that actor must be confused. <laughs> but yeah, to, yeah, to like bring him. In, but it, they, like I said, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. So there's many ways where this guy can be a Green Lantern. You know, yeah. there's many ways where this John Diggle can be the things that they we wanted him to be. Um. But yeah, it, it's very jarring that that's the person you bring back to this show. The same right. episode that you say things are not connected because that guy means that universe. Yeah. Too many people. You see Diggle and that's that's what that means. Um, yeah. What does it it's... mean if it's not the same Diggle? Is Lila around? This this one, no one Oliver Queen. Is Oliver Queen around? <laughs> like, oh, right. Bunch of, bunch of questions. Bunch and of and questions. it's still and it's still very weird if you are... You you almost have to assume that you're not a brand new fan, and thusly, this Superman is only Superman because of Supergirl. Yes, and, and like and you said, Diggle, um, that that was a pop. The pop is for the recognition. If the recognition right. isn't for the same character, then what's the pop for? Right, and <laughs> and and I think even. I think even in the first season, like, I think Lois makes some pithy comment toward, you know, uh, having dealt with multiverses before. And I was just like, yeah. who are these people then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I love, uh, I love, one of the things I loved is when truth, when the truth came out to everyone who didn't know, the people like, like, uh, Chrissy, Chrissy was about to let Lois Lane down softly that she wasn't gonna hire Clark. Right, <laughs> like that's what she's thinking about the top tier of this all. But um, you know, I loved everybody else plugging into the stuff. I love you. I know that's your husband, but um, I really got enough to pay you. I'm just saying. <laughs> also, I completely was in the bag for that montage while he's in the sun. Oh yeah, they're showing like scenes with him and his kids, him and him and Lois. Oh, that's so I was like, oh, I love this show. So much <laughs> sugar, so much sweetness. But we're gonna close the bag of sugar this week. Um, <laughs> now I'm now I'm bothered because I'm thinking, did 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 they have a General Lane and Supergirl? They spoke of General Lane and Supergirl because Lucy was part of the military as well, wasn't she? Yeah, I feel like the first time we see Lucy, she's in military garb. Uh, no, yes, they they did have a they did have an actor coming and play General Lane and a different, different actor. One? Yeah, wow. so like I everything is confusing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and he's not even a better actor than our guy. Oh shit! I love our guy. <laughs> oh boy. So like it it's so it's so confusing considering how much of this stuff how much of at least the season one lore seems to be avoidant but still somewhat baked into the superman we've already established through the crossovers and now it's just like 
Superman gets a show. He's a brand new suit, completely different person. Yeah. And I'm also wondering in general, what to what end is all this? They obviously know what's going on with the Arrowverse. They obviously know what's going on with this new WB Discovery and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, are they playing a long game or is this a thing where like next season is going to be the last season, you know, because everything is so up in the air? I'm very confused as to Yeah, I don't know. Um obviously there was already there was already a previous investment at least in the third season of Stargirl. It's it's sort of like it's it's sort of like that last season of Jessica Jones. Like we already paid for this, just to put it out, even though <laughs> we all know this is a dead egg. Right. Um yeah. it's it, it it you 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 put the whole thing in a position where it seems like the CW might be slightly restructuring their 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 television situation. Maybe for them personally, the superhero bubble has sort of burst. Yeah, I don't know, um, or they're just sort of rethinking how they do this uh, superhero slash sci-fi thing because that, that's kind of what the CW stuff is. Um, yeah. it it it. it, it it's a, it's a little weird for some people because people don't like put superheroes into the sci-fi box often because they mean different things for people. Mm-hmm. But for for the most part, especially for TV people, like that's where superheroes fit. Yeah. It's science fiction. Yeah. And definitely. that's that's kind of been CW's bag for the most part between um not just the superheroes but like the Riverdale of it all. Right. And um you know they've they've ordered and they 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 ordered and have their Babylon Five reboot coming back coming in with um famed Thor writer J Michael Straczynski coming back to do it. Oh wow! Um, but like yeah. you were just saying, the last three minority led shows all got canceled. Yeah, and so it's like and, maybe maybe a, maybe they don't want to be in the business anymore. Maybe they don't want to be in the superhero business anymore. Maybe not, but maybe I I I don't know I don't know who's in control. I guess I think that's I think that's the problem. I don't know who's holding the remote there. Yeah, because yeah. because at first wasn't Stargirl like an HBO investment? Stargirl and uh, Superman and Lois, I believe, were only on HBO, and then they they eventually crossed over to right uh, CW because so... HBO still seemingly has Titans. And um oh god, that's still a Titans, show. Titans, I don't think ever crossed over. Maybe no. Titans, Titans lives in a very, very special Earth that nobody. I heard it was like about. on. I heard it was like on Sci-Fi or something. <laughs> I heard like it was because somebody was like, "Oh yeah, it's on TV now." I've been. I don't have HBO Max. It's on TV now, and I'm watching. I can't remember exactly what it was. It's not worth it though. Just, just, just leave that there. But yeah, Titans? we can. Yeah, we can see how wonky things can get into a season three. I'm really hoping that this thing still keeps its heart. Um, to me, all the plot points, all the villains, all the little minutia really didn't matter as much as keeping the integrity of the show, keeping me a fan of the of the family, and making me root for those characters. That is what carried the day for me with this. So if they're able to do that with the next season, I think we'll be in a good place. Um, the first season was rebroadcasted by TNT on July 12, 2021. Okay, TNT. I knew it was some sort of... The first of season of Titans. Tide. 
Yeah. Yes. They don't even play the best part of that. Of that theme. <laughs> if you kept it on, it could actually be a theme. I guess we'll leave it with that. What do you think of the lack of theme in this? It has a motif. Um, I love it. I love the motif. It's, yeah, I, it's, it's got a, it's got a motif that it, it that it plays and it knows when to play. Yeah. Um, I remember when the show first got announced, and <laughs> I was like, we all sort of had these themes for the CW shows that we sort of attached ourselves to. Um, the arrow motif went really hard to the point where it 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 got very close to becoming a meme too big for its own britches. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, we we all sort of like dramatic thing happens and dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, you like know? uh, what they used to have that meme with the Walking Dead music, like they would just do oh, a scene. Yes. And then start playing the because <laughs> yes, that's how you yes, knew that yes. the, you were going to get into the opening credits. And it was the same thing with that's the right. Orison. But when they start doing the crossovers, Blake's getting a little bit friendly because he's doing the yeah. And I'm like, wow, you really got everybody all together for this. Yes, he did. And like, yeah, the the Flash had his theme, and they were all. I think that they were all very like. They were all pretty distinctive mm-hmm. um, up until about, uh, what was it? Batwoman, <laughs> probably. Maybe. But, you, you, you know, you know what it is, though? You know, when it, you know when I figured it out, I think they stopped really trying for it? When they stopped doing intros. Oh, the long, the long, uh, my name is yeah. such and such. And- Here's my origin story. Bleepity-bobbity-boo. And now I am this thing. <laughs> yeah, matter you know, of fact, it wasn't Black Lightning. It, it was Black Supergirl. Lightning. It was, it was Black Lightning. Black Lightning's opener yes. is just like, there's a superhero. He was black, and Black Lightning's back, <laughs> and then that was it. Uh, no big opener, no big explanation, none of that stuff. Um, so we might right. be moving away from all that. But I, I, I like the which is also telling too because Black Lightning doesn't get into origin. Black Lightning gets a return. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We don't get to see him in in he's not first days when we start that show. No. I do he's think the slow left it behind. I do right. think the slow reveal of that logo is a cool little opener. You know, like it comes through the sun and kind of yes, you kind of have it. I thought it was hilarious when they did the Bizarro version of it. It was backwards. It yes. flipped, and then the music kind of got a little bit like like dour and stuff. Yes, really, really, really cool stuff there. Uh, you should have been there for me when I was like, um sort of marking out over the uh the hammer and sickle supergirl loco when they did red dog oh, i was just like oh, yeah, that's, that's so cool i think as a matter of fact before we do the uh bizarro world logo flip they do it when they show bizarro like when they show him take off the containment suit and you see that the s is backwards and he has the tattered the tattered thing it ends on the on the regular one and then it it turns it may like, have what? what are we doing this is crazy but it's the little things ladies and gentlemen it's so it totally is and that's what i'm saying when you can when your foundation is strong we'll let a lot go past people are always getting out comic book fans because they're like oh they, oh, they want everything yeah. exactly like the comics no it needs to feel like the comics yeah. but you can do anything that you uh, want and unless you're able to get that feel yeah. Stop playing with the toys. Stop, stop um, messing with things. But forgive me, I allowed myself to go on a tangent. Uh, I I yes. do like the motif. I do like the motif. I I um I I just I remember when right before the show started, 
I remember joking with um John that like, man, we have a deep, deeply held relationship with Superman and Hans Zimmer. That's a very difficult thing to compete with. Yeah. And yeah. their their idea of competing with it was not. Yeah, going full wholesome, <laughs> going full full small town, full like it, it's it's a smaller theme because mm-hmm. it's a smaller, more compact, more intimate show. Um we've yet to see this man like really be in Metropolis. I was wondering if that's some of the next steps, if they're possibly because Lucy's going to Metropolis, if they they might age out of Smallville, the kids. Yeah. And they're going over there for college or something or like that. But there's so He's many. He's like in Metropolis for one week, right? And then loses his job. Yeah, and I think he goes and fights somebody in Metropolis in the first season. Somebody with like a mm. sound cannon gun or whatever, because he does the clap <laughs> and he he, uh, he gets rid of that really, really quickly. As, but, you, as you do. Yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked to see what they do in season three. And this seems to be, he might be the last man standing when all is said and done um, when it comes to DC superhero live action shows that are on CW, which is super specific. But uh, yes, I... But I, I yeah. I, you know, it's it's also it's also interesting in that sense too, where it's like it's um it's 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 almost their first foray into like for one of these shows in the in the new TV format. And I think that says a lot about it actually when you think about it. Um it's I, I think it means something when you have to when you want to compare this show to like um, you know, uh, is it as good as Arrow or or, or season one of the flash because that's the only part you should compare it to um (laughs) or you know supergirl or whatever and i think part of the question has to be well there's only 12 episodes and when you compare it to 23 episodes of arrow and the flash and supergirl that curve is real yeah you know when you don't have to drag the story for what four eight twelve five months yeah and it feels like a tighter story even at 15 episodes it still feels like an incredibly tight story whereas now to me i try to watch the new flash and it seems like every episode is filler but like the ending of the episode then it will drop something that has to do with the big arc but majority of the inter you know the interlocking episodes between the big cliffhangers are extremely filler everything in this show from the football scenes to the mayor scenes to the you know kyle of it all um xk all of it met somewhere they all it all connected somewhere it was all for a reason except for homeboy hitting his head and acting loopy we've got to find out what's going on with that (laughs) next (laughs) it's it's um, just it's it's very difficult to do tight long-form storytelling at 20 plus episodes yeah it was yeah. something that worked in an older time where where you weren't talking about serial storytelling and it was the villain of the week. And I you know? also, this is going to sound maybe even mean, but I like that people know who the star of this show is. <laughs> like, you understand? <laughs> like, that person is the main character in this oh, show. Okay. Oh, Everybody you, else you mean, has You mean time. the CW character share? Yeah, it's like... Man, once it becomes team whatever and every in any in, in, in any of the shows, think about it. At one point, Arrow had five people on this team. Yes, you understand. So, like, it it can get very all with superpowers. 
It can get very convoluted very quickly, and we're moving forward through time while showing flashbacks. It can get very, very cumbersome. So, does, does, does it does it amaze you that even the obvious answer is to not consolidate them, where we can get money out of every one of them on a singularity? Like, why not just do the damn Justice League show? Yeah, <laughs> if that's what you want. If we're going to do the team thing, yeah, and you could balance it all out. And it would it, people can see it to be balanced out. But if I'm coming, if I'm coming to your store because you're selling Superman, and you're spending right. a half an hour on something else, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, and so they know what they're selling. They're giving us what they, what, what what we want. But like I said, but that's I don't just know what, what I mean. Like if we if if we're so if we're so um, if we're so uh, determined to make this to make these shows about a team of people. Like, just do the damn Justice League show and get it over with. Well, first, we got to go to Justice U, bro. That's what we got to do first. You know Maybe. what I'm saying? Bring our, our book bags and our calculators because we're going to study with John Diggle and find out how to become a superhero. Maybe Green Lantern was the answer the entire time. The team's already there. Oh, yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell, them, tell that to them in 2011. Green Lantern is the, is the linchpin to all of this. We can't tell it to them now. The, all, the, all the news we got about the Green Lantern show on HBO Max went dry. Still waiting. Still waiting on that show. <laughs> Still waiting. But regardless, when any of these shows drop, you know where, what we'll be doing. We'll be covering them right here like we did yes. this one. Um, Wait, no. No. But... <laughs> I I I'm I'm just gonna say this right here, even though I don't run this channel and it's not mine. I'm, I'm gonna say it for George. I cannot promise you that we're running Gotham Knights. I don't know oh if I have it. Oh I don't dear. think George has it in him. No, <laughs> that is asking for a lot, you guys. No, but we're doing Super Sons. We're fine with that. Doing Super I am, Sons, bro. I am, I'm, I'm down with that. All I'm saying is, if you want a Gotham Knights review y'all might have to pay for that yeah i'll draw a stick figure review and uh, <laughs> take a picture of it and y'all can see what that is i mean to be honest i i'm not going to review it not because i i most likely because i'm not going to watch it odds are that's, not, a, that's, a, that's exactly what i mean yeah odds are it's not like there's a lot of this stuff where i'm like um, it's comic book i want to be on top of it but titans really tried me with like how much <laughs> how much i am willing to watch for the content they drug my one of my favorite heroes the red hood through the mud in that third season was it that and bad it's just not he he's the attack dog he there's someone oh. pulling his strings okay which is the antithesis of that entire character right right like the antithesis is that he's right. he's finally putting it all in on his own and he's finally putting batman on notice but yeah, the, they just just a massive mischaracterization of the character. I until love the he, Bat until family. Until he makes friends with a trucker hat and an alien. Yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I do that, bro. But <laughs> yeah, we, we'll be hopefully doing more good than bad. Next up, we'll be covering uh, Thor. We have Miss Marvel. We have the boys. Doesn't seem to be stopping. In August, we'll be doing our Spider-Man retrospective. We'll be reading Amazing Fantasy and covering that on the podcast. Hey. It's going to be pretty interesting. Spider-Man Blue. Um, Classic you know, Spider-Man is an interesting read. Yes, I I've never read Amazing Fantasy 15. I don't believe I haven't either. So I I. I I can't wait for all that expositional dialogue because <laughs> I know it's there. Which you, which you almost instinctively have to read in Stan's voice. Yes, yes. 
so just make sure that you guys are joining us where we go next. And um, I guess now is the time for, to thank those who have been listening to the podcast up until this point. We did pretty well. I, like I said, just on just on um, bullet points on what I can remember from the show. I, again, I don't feel like we missed anything. Um, but if you think we did hit us up across all the social medias that we have, facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Um, every episode of the major issues podcast is available at comicbookclick.com. Also articles written by us, merchandise exclusively designed by me and ways to support. You can buy some of that merchandise. We get a kickback. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash CBC clubhouse. And for as little as $3 a month, 10 cents a day, you can help us keep our lights on here. Uh, two episodes ago, my recorder busted and now, <laughs> uh, we're able to, I was able to get another one, um, just cause of the donations from Patreon and on all the merchandise sales that we were able to get from T public. So continue mm-hmm. to continue to help us out. Cause it, it, I really love doing this and you guys afford us the ability to do this by supporting us. So mm-hmm. keep supporting us. Tell a friend to tell a friend, rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. Um, we're available wherever podcasts are found. Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcast App, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, mm-hmm. um, maybe even SoundCloud. I'm not sure. But yeah, find us where you want to find us. Join us as we come back next week. I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it because then you'll merge with your other self, which will probably kill you and you don't want to deal with any of that. So um, (laughs) just make sure that you're on the up and up. Make sure that you're tuning in every single Wednesday. Knock on Vibranium. We haven't missed one yet. Broken recorder and all. Uh, And we'll be back next week to talk even more comics. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I'm Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. And this has been our Superman and Lois Season 2 Recap and Review. And remember, whether you don't feel whole, you feel like a burden, or you feel like things are getting more bizarre, try to have hope. Try to inspire. Think to yourself, what would Superman do? (laughs) And remember, you, yes, you, are worthy.